when I understand you best, <laughs> I have to be really high and you have to be sober. Hello. I pressed record. Thank you for doing that. I did it. I did it. I really, really did it. <laughs> um, shocking, shocking. <laughs> hey. Hi. How you doing? I'm doing okay. How are you? Oh, I don't know. I'm fine. <laughs> I was just texting Michelle that the reviews are in and she's iconic as Britney Spears. She is iconic. People are very excited to listen to Michelle reading Britney Spears's memoir. I know. I am excited as well. To, that's how I'm going to read it. I'm what a fun project. To, yeah. And, you know, I... Was uh, very supportive, very supportive of it. I'm yeah, very supportive I mean, of it. Who wouldn't be? Well, a lot of people. I would actually say Casey. I'm just really? gonna be honest. Yeah, well, I think a lot of people. We don't. I think to that there's people. like, yeah, I think people were like, "This, that's a weird thing. Why would you? You know, you don't need to do that." But um, I don't. I think you, that, nobody needs to do anything. Here's honey, what I love no about needs, Michelle. Is, she just does what does she, what she wants to do. Does what she wants. You know. Yeah, we should all do what we want, I think, is the key of the thing, of all of it. It's good. Here's what I'll Within say about reason. Michelle. Don't hurt, does, don't hurt other people. She does what she wants without hurting other people. Seemingly. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I think I think that's an important, because, you know, I want to do what I want, but sometimes it's not, it wouldn't be best for the collective good. Always have to keep the collective good in, in our <laughs> thoughts. I'm not kidding. You do. You have to say without harm to to anyone or any. Thing it's true. Giving. It goes without saying, but you know what? In 2023, going into 2024, nothing goes without saying. Nothing because goes when without you saying. don't say it, someone is gonna mm. jump in the comments and remind you that you didn't say it. You know, you have to lay out every detail of every thought that you have. Um, it's true. <laughs> it never goes without saying. Someone's gonna say it. Case. Yes. I have things to say. You have things to say? I think so, yeah. You're in the right place. Michelle's glad that people are responding positively to it. <laughs> Everyone's um, very excited. Yeah, I've had a fucking weird week. I've had a weird week. Okay. And a, a weird, weird, hard, hard? Just dif dif different? Interesting. Yeah. Let's say di weird. To be interesting, let's say it was. It weird. was interesting. Yeah. It was weird. It was an, it was unique. Yeah. It was a new unique week. <laughs> Do you know what today is? My 25th wedding anniversary. And that is that is a fact. But you know what else? Do you know what <laughs> else what today else? is? But what else? Today is exactly 1 year from when I fell down my brownstone steps backwards, totally sober, guys. Oh, my God. And didn't fucking die. But did I fall into, like, some sort of portal for a year? I don't know. Here's what I'm declaring. 
Today is the first day of the rest of my life. Yes. Okay. It's been a year. We're going to leave this year behind us. I'm ready to leave this fucking... It's all new from here today. From today on, it's all fucking new. All right. I think that's good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to wait until the the 31st of December. Like, I I can't. I'm not... It's not... I got to be done. I'm done. I'm fucking done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done with this year. (laughs) And I think that it started with me tumbling willy-nilly backwards pumpkins bumping on my ass on the way down. <laughs> uh, it's online, guys, if you haven't seen no, it. No, I'm going to post it again today. I'm going to post it again today because I think we need to mark, I need to mark this passage of this year, of this fucking year that like, you know, look, I'm trying to, I want to be a person who is in touch with, um, the things that I have to be grateful for and like all that stuff. And then also I would just say from like exactly one year ago until um, today, today, I'm I like, I, this has not been, this is the not on record. The one of the, maybe the worst years. This is actually, actually the worst year. Okay. Of my, of my entire Not life. Your favorite year of your entire life. Yeah. Wow. Thus far. Yeah. Hasn't been, has been my favorite one either. Yeah. But I would say like truly weirdly starting with that fall. Yeah. But it ends today and I'm, I'm just like ready to, I'm not, she's, I'm not that girl. I'm not the girl <laughs> flying down the stairs anymore. It's over. It is. It's very interesting to me. Here's what I'm thinking. Like, I'm just thinking this as you're saying all this. Years and months and every... Like, I know that's how we, like, we keep time and it has to do with, like, the heavens and, and the way that Earth moves in the in the universe and all of that. But I'm just... I'm glad we should be leaving every day behind us. You know what I mean? And the only thing we should ever reach back for is to like look at something and be like, oh, that was nice. I don't know. To like truly go through from when I feel like things like tumbled off a cliff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I it really started when I tumbled down my stairs. Yeah. Well, I mean. I'm not encouraging people to find it online and watch it. What what do you mean? I'm posting it. I'm going to fucking post it right now. I'm going to post it. All right. But if you do happen to watch it, if that's your jam to watch something like that, I'm not above it. Listen. But when it, it is like, it's so jarring. I will say it's so jarring for someone to fall backwards. That's the thing that's so shocking about it. And it's so dramatic. And then like, there is a part of it that, like, the pumpkins tumbling down is... Bouncing ma- on my butt. It makes it so cinematic and maybe, like, a little funny knowing that you're okay and that you have, like, a some kind of sense of humor about it. I don't know. Do you have a sense of humor about it? Yeah, I totally do. Like, I think it's, I think it's super funny. And I, yeah. like, objectively looking at it, I'm like, oh, that was... That was a... That's a crazy funny pratfall. Yeah. And the fact that I was like totally sober, which is like 
And when am I ever totally sober? When am I ever totally sober? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, when am I, when am I not at least like kind of high? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying in the recent, in recent years, in recent years, guys, oh I'm just saying gosh. like if the fact that it was like really the universe throwing me to the fucking ground. Yeah. And a little bit be, like, like, Fucking stay. You gotta. You're gonna stay down for a second. You're gonna fucking stay there for a second. Just get used to it. Get used to this feeling. By the way, no permanent damage. There's no permanent damage. I mean, yeah. really. I mean, from the fall. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say. I remember at the time you saying that it was a lesson for you and that you needed to slow down. Yeah. Yeah, and now I'm reconsidering that. I think, <laughs> and now what I'm, and now what I'm genuinely feeling as as I reflect, um, is that it was like a harbinger of of the of the evils to come in the in the next year, and also, but also like. Yeah, I don't know exactly. Is it to be vigilant? Because at any given moment, like you could just be thrown down a flight of stairs, maybe. Is it to be uh, like in that respect, do you need to be like, what? what, what is it? Like, what is the lesson there, right? Like, because now looking then at the events of the year, which started sort of po- right after that with, some really like emotionally um trying to use words that will be be good words to use here <laughs> um like an emotionally draining like downward spiral of the relationship I was in which was not which was with this man that was my boyfriend for a really long time after my divorce. Um, like, because that feels like after that, like things were really kind of... Yeah. Not great. And then... Yeah, that was a that was big. Like yeah. that was major. Yeah. You know? And then that breakup that was like, you know, unclear, like a, like a very, um, not well communicated situation. Yeah. Um, yeah, wild. It was just fucking wild. It was a, it was wild. That was like the start. I feel like that was like the fall, the, the flying down the stairs was like, sort of like, in some ways, like, was like a real acceleration of, okay, well, here's a bunch of other stuff that's about to fall down. Right. You right. can't catch it. You can't catch it. It's too late. Right. You got, right. You have to let it go. I also Just had a thought when I was yeah. at your place on those very same stairs, which is that... Those stairs are history. You know what I mean? Like they were, <laughs> they're made in a different time for the feet of different people. And it's okay, a privilege okay. to be, it's okay. a privilege to okay. be on them. 
You know what I mean? But they are, mm-hmm. like, to the modern feet of a modern person, bigger feet, they can be a death trap if you're not. Standing on those stairs, standing on those historic old stairs is can be dangerous if you don't look out, you know? And then I thought about it, too, because I never told you about this, but at your place in L.A. also had stairs. So that many were, stairs. Yeah. A little treacherous. That were treacherous. And I did wipe out at the bottom of those stairs one time immediately after you had told me to be careful because it was raining, which it never rains in L.A., but it was raining. until this year, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then they were a little wet and I slipped. Thank God it was like on the literal bottom stair. And so I didn't like tumble down a thousand stairs. But I was just like, at the time, I just thought about it. And I was like, yeah, those stairs were not meant for me, for the likes of me. Which is like, I'm not saying never climb uh, historic stairs. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying we have to be mindful of that they were built for people of another time. Well, I wonder if that's like, okay, right. So if the idea is that like those stairs were never meant for me, (laughs) right? Right? Maybe. Okay. Maybe, like, it's like, do we have to follow the thread of, like, mm, that some, like, some stairs slash people <laughs> never meant for, we're not meant for you. It's not, yeah. not not meant for you. Yeah. And so, you know, you're gonna fucking like, fall and fall down. Yeah. Or that, like, you can probably, I don't want to say use them. That's the wrong. Mm-hmm. You can probably engage with certain people in a certain way, but knowing that they weren't built perfectly for you. Not and even that perfectly. Like they weren't, they weren't built, they weren't built for you, but also they're fixed. They're like, they're not, it's, it's immobile. It's not changing. Yeah. No, they're concrete. They're concrete. It's, it's cement. And it's so you in, have to adapt your behavior so and your awareness yes. and your use. Yes. To or, be able to use them for, for like, you know, a, as best you can, but that in an ideal situation, not made for you. Maybe just other steps. Maybe you yeah. just need other steps. <laughs> you just need other steps. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a mind fuck. I can't believe that was a year ago, though. Yeah, I kind of can't either. Time flies when things are fucked up. Time flies <laughs> when you're flying down the stairs. Remember how I thought that I literally laid on the ground for minutes? I didn't even I didn't even lay on the ground at all. I po- was like popped right up. Yes. What a fucking wild thing it is and those of you I know because at the time people reached out on um you know, the DMs, the message boards, the things. Uh, but like a near-death experience really al- allows you to actually experience how time isn't real. Yeah. Which is fucking nuts because it's like almost maybe one of the only times when you get to experience time ceasing to exist in the way that we all believe it exists. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yes. I totally know what you mean. But also, fuck this year. Today is a new day. And it starts, (laughs) it's just, I decided. I decided your anniversary, 
aka the anniversary of me flying down the stairs. This is the end. Guys, if you want to take it, take it too. 2023 is over tonight. It's done. (laughs) Today is the last day of 2023 for me. It's the, well, you know, I just said this recently, I think on Instagram, and I'm sure it's not an original thought. I'm sure other people have said it too. Don't qualify your brilliance. (laughs) But this is the weekend of the year. You know what I mean? Like October, November, December, like October is Friday. November is Saturday and December is Sunday. Yeah. Well, goodbye, 2023. (laughs) You fucked a me up. And then I was like, no, I'm pretty good. I'm I'm real fucked up. I'm this is the most. And then you were like, just a tiny bit more. <laughs> I know. Because this last week, which I'm not even gonna get into because it doesn't matter. And I already had therapy and I processed it. But just this past week was like a new, just like tiny thing. That was like, bitch, figure this shit out. Right. Once and for all. Okay. And I did. Oh, okay. Because that's why we're celebrating the new year that starts tomorrow. Okay. All right. This is cryptic to me, but you'll you'll tell me all the details later. This is like, it's not podcast talk. Is it too, is it too is it too cryptic for you all? Just know that this past week, I found myself confronted with a situation that we don't need to go into, but I was confronted with a situation where I was like, oh, right. Okay. Got it. I understand the lesson that you've been trying to show me since you threw me down the stairs a year ago, universe. Got it. Okay. Fine. Fuck. I'll deal with my shit. Well, you get it? I, now you I get think it? that's good. Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm saying it's cryptic, but I'm talking also to a bunch of people that I know read horoscopes every week. And, you know, we're never like, this horoscope isn't telling me specifically what I'm supposed to do. It's not giving me like step-by-step instructions. It's not naming someone as someone who, you know, did me wrong at the office or whatever. So obviously, correct interpretation is everything. So interpret it as is useful to you, which is all anything is anyway. Right. That's all I That is. Oh, I mean, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, all of this to say that today, today, I realized the date, the significance, the tumble down. Why did I know it was this date? Because a couple days ago, I was like, wait a minute. When did I almost die falling down those stairs? And I looked at the date. So I knew it was the 24th. Wow. But then it kind of went out of my head. And then today I looked at it and I was like, you know what? This is it. That was the end. I mean, that was the start of some sort of something. And this a is a literal the end. spiral. A literal. A literal oh my God. It was a literal. Oh, it was a literal. Oh my God. It was. <laughs> Well, it's time to spiral back up. Do people have upward spirals? 
Honey, never, I'm shooting straight to the moon. I don't know. <laughs> you never hear people talk about an upward spiral. You know, she had a real upward spiral staircase <laughs> ascent. I mean, I don't know. That does sound, it sounds weird. An upward spiral sounds weird. Yeah, I up, mean... Up, you want it to be like a straight line. A straight line. That's what they always say. Like, it was like a comet. It was straight to the yeah, moon, just like you said. It. But no one ever claims to spiral upwardly. No, that's definitely not a saying. <laughs> well, maybe try it. Maybe like there's no need to just like guys. I spiral down right into the for sun. a year, but no. But I see. I'm not spiraling up. There's no. I'm not taking my time. Oh, see, see? no. I'm. I am shooting straight the <laughs> fuck up. That's it. Leveling up, guys. We're leveling up. It's a new level achieved today. Gina, <laughs> she's like on the balcony. Like, what are you doing? She's fine. Well, so that's that. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. Quite a time to be alive. I mean, it's interesting. I always think of that event as like a fateful thing because of like, I feel like I had a small role in it because you told the story on the podcast, right? And then we were just like, that's it. You told the story of falling down the stairs on the podcast roughly a, a year ago. We didn't think anything else of it. And then, like, later on the podcast, you said... A month a month and a half later. Like, a month and a half later, yeah, you said that... Our neighbor's car across the street... Had gotten hit in a hit and run. And I realized that our Nest cameras could probably yes. see where their car was parked. Yeah. And so I... And so I asked Mark, because I don't know any of this technology stuff, how do we access the things and can we still... And it was, it was a month later. It was yeah. about a month later. Yeah. Um, and can we still get it? And he got the accident and we saw what happened to the car and we got yeah. it to the neighbor. And then I was saying, telling this story and you said, oh my God, Mark probably has footage of you falling down the stairs. And then we, you asked Mark and he was like, no, it's too late. It goes away after a certain amount of time. And it was literally, I think, like within a day of when it was going to be erased. And he looked and it was there. Yeah. And so that's why we have it. And so I felt like in a way it was serendipitous and you were like meant to see it with your own two eyes. Like what had I think happened? I, I feel like I had to. Yeah. But it's interesting because... Because it's interesting. <laughs> in your life do you get to like see a thing that happened to you on yeah. camera it hardly ever happens because here's the thing like usually when you see something like that the person is no longer with us you know <gasps> so I hate that i hate that but yeah you're right you know but more and more i do have to say like more and more now that people have these and i know like for better and for worse people have mixed feelings about these doorbell cameras but I will say that I have seen a lot of footage of a lot of people that have a great sense of humor about shit that happens to them on their front doorstep. <laughs> like, That's just true. insane stuff. I just saw one yesterday where I, it was, it made me think of you actually because it's just like <laughs> a mother and father are on their front doorstep and like another mother brings a kid home from like a sleepover and they're kind of like the mom goes down the stairs to greet the 
the mom bringing back her child from the sleepover and the other mom's like, oh, they had such a good time and he was, you know, such a good kid. And and then all of a sudden the dad just like falls down the stairs like he <laughs> fell off his flip-flop or something. <laughs> and he like tumbles down like four stairs, but then like almost out into the street and everybody just turns around. <laughs> and the wife is like, what happened? And <laughs> it's insane, but clearly everyone had a good sense of humor about it but i'm like what did happen does that <laughs> does that man did he need to learn a lesson <laughs> i don't know what about what about sometimes life just fucking shoves you off your stoop <laughs> well sure i guess so i guess oh man it's so but weird. It is weird, but I decided just a couple hours ago. So now it's now it's real. Okay. But, so just yeah. yeah, it's new. You you ripped the you ripped the seal off of this new year. Yeah, this year's done and we're going and we're starting a new year. It's a new year, new me. New everybody. Guys, we're <laughs> all we all have an opportunity. Oh my god. In gosh. this moment. Yeah. I had a wipeout in October, too, because I was at that um, content festival that I go to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that happened in October as well. I don't know the exact date, but I did wipe out on Superior Street in Duluth, Minnesota. And it fucked my body up, like, so badly. Like, I was really hurting. But it was like such a it was such a betrayal because I happen to love Superior Street in Duluth so much. Like it's so weird to love a street, but that's no, street, it's not. I love a street. I know streets that I love. I yes, I love the actual physical surface of the street, which is kind of weird and like probably um, neurodivergent of me if I'm being <laughs> perfectly honest. But it's like a very sparkly street. Like it sparkles. Oh, I in love the a fucking love a fucking sparkly asphalt. Why can't they make all Asphalt sparkly. It doesn't seem like it's a lot of trouble to go to to make no. the asphalt sparkly. And it it just looks so beautiful in the moonlight. Anyway, I wiped out on Superior Street in Duluth. And uh so I'm I'm ready for a new year too. I'm ready, I'm ready to fully recover from that. And how fucked up is it that now it takes an entire year to feel like your body's just getting back to normal from like falling down? I mean, little kids fall down a thousand times a day. Yeah, but they're like squishy. They're squishy and they're so low to the ground and you know. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Um so they just bounce. <laughs> they're like weebles. Weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. They don't fall know. down. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. <sighs> I don't know. Well, happy anniversary. To, happy anniversary to you. To you. <laughs> and for your wedding. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Um yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Guys, I'm ready to start again. I'm ready to start over. I'm ready for a new year. I'm not like disassociating from everything that's happened. I'm just saying I'm ready for a new year. It's a new yeah, start. Like, it's not like personally. I'm not I'm just like I'm shedding the energy of of the year in and of itself this past year. Fuck this year. Fuck it. It's gone. It's done. It's over. I will continue to mourn it 
all of it. Like, I mean, truly, the year in and of itself, oh, just a terrible year. Um, and so I'm ready. I just, I'm ready to start the new year. So I'm going to do that tomorrow. Okay. I mean, it starts now. It starts, starts now, but really tomorrow. It's like a diet. Well, it's a little bit like, well, because I just feel like we have to, it's, if this was a movie, like yeah. a magic movie starring Rebel Wilson or something, <laughs> um, like, uh, you know, it has to be midnight. Yeah. You make the commitment right. on the day and then like the next, you you know, you get yeah. your supplies. But whatever magic is about to happen yes, is going to happen at midnight Yeah, tonight. when the clock strikes midnight. Yes. Yeah. So, when so you guys, I don't even know person. if this podcast is even going to come out because... <laughs> Everything might change tonight at midnight. We we could be in a different timeline. No, it could be. I could timeline jump. Dude, I could timeline jump to a place where Hillary was president. I, oh, my God. I'm just saying. I'm just Please saying. call me from there. And if if that happens, you got, no one will ever know. Right. I'll never, I'll never come back. Right. You guys are on your fucking own, is what I'm saying. You know what <laughs> I, I mean? I was going to say, this podcast will come out for the rest of us who are stuck here. But Yeah, that's you, right. That's right. But I'll be gone. This you'll person, be gone. this person right now that's talking, <laughs> this person will be gone. There'll be a new approximation of me in yeah. my stead. Obviously, yeah. I'm not just going to disappear. Wait, is this string theory that we're talking about? I have literally no idea. The, we're talking about the multiverse. It's a multiverse. But yeah. I mean... Casey, I don't know any names for anything about, you know what I mean? I don't know. Sure. Yeah. String sure. theory. Okay. Sims theory. I mean, clearly, I don't String know what I'm Sim. talking about either. String we need Sim. Uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson or someone to explain it to us. No, not him. Maybe not him. Maybe we could do the research and learn for ourselves if we wanted to. Yeah. But I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not there. I don't I don't need to prove to anyone how smart I am by knowing things. You'll just facts. find it out. You'll just find you know it what out I mean? when exactly. you're exactly. Yeah. I don't need to I don't need to have a lot of knowledge <laughs> and information in order for people to know that I'm smart. It's not you a know? test. No, it's not a test. I've let that go. My ego, I'm done. <laughs> wow, you had an ego death it sounds like. Guys, I just might Yeah, it's an ego death. I mean, did it die all the way? That's the, you know, that's what I always wonder when people say they experienced an ego death. I'm like, I'll see about that. I'll I'll be the judge of your ego death, sir. I mean, it's weird when people say that they have that because then they just, they just don't. <laughs> I think that's true. I think that's you know? true. Yeah. It's really you can, you can always see it on full display in like if you watch a um a documentary about hallucinogenics or whatever, there's always some dude from the sixties talking about how he experienced a complete ego death, like a mind blowing ego death. But then from the amount of talking that he's doing and what he's saying, you can tell that either it didn't die all the way or it it was reborn as a as a full new healthy ego. Yeah, the new one is born almost immediately <laughs> after the old one, <laughs> especially in men. Um. <laughs> oh my god, you have to laugh. You I have mean, to kind of have to laugh. It's been a yeah time. Yeah. 
So maybe it's a new year starting tomorrow. Maybe the strike will be over tomorrow. I hope so. For my new year. Yeah, that'd be nice. That would be nice. I saw you out on the picket line. I mean, I didn't physically see you. I saw evidence of you. I got a Google Um, alert about you. Yeah, I went picketing Monday with Sarah Paulson and Zach Quinto, my friends. I love them both. I do too. Margot Martindale was there. That was exciting. Oh, I love her. Yeah. Um, we picketed. We mostly just gossiped and caught up <laughs> on life stuff, and um, and then what? That was just yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> it was just yesterday. I literally was like, what? And then what happened? And then I was like, no, not that. Because that was just yesterday in my head. (laughs) Um, I did a little pottery. Just a little. And then saw my friend Shannon Woodward for dinner. Nice. And then went to the speakeasy above the five guys. Okay. There's a speakeasy above the five guys. Oh, interesting. It's funny. Speakeasies are like all the rage. I went to a speakeasy one time in New York City that was like, you got in through a phone booth, but it wasn't above anything. I went with our friend John Hodgman. And uh, I think like the big deal thing there was like the hot dogs that they served. And uh, which is funny because like hot dogs aren't illegal. So why do they need to be in a speakeasy? But that's what I remember was like the big draw. And then I think Khloe Kardashian was there at another table. That's fascinating. <laughs> I was just worried about going through the phone booth. Like, you know, you know how I feel about stuff like that, like magical portals. Mm. Speaking of, you mm. know that like I don't. Well, that's what this episode's about, guys. This it's episode about is about portals. magical portals. That was what the whole point was. Yes. I just get nervous that whenever, like, an entrance to something is disguised as something else or it's supposed to be magical, I just get nervous that it won't work for me. You know what I mean? So, like, Mm. even automatic uh, store doors, I approach very cautiously because I'm always convinced that even though I'm stepping on the mat that opens the door, that it's not going to open for me. Well, what does that mean? I don't know. I I would say that it probably means that I have been let down a lot in the past and that I don't automatically trust everything and that I'm like protective of myself. Yeah. I like you can sounds- try to fly through the grocery store door at the Piggly Wiggly if you want. You can you can you know, leap and an open door will appear, but me I'm going to step cautiously and make sure it opens before I walk through. Right. I also, when you put down your ID to go through a turnstile, like, you Mm -hmm. know, the, I always am very cautious walking through because nothing hurts worse than walking (laughs) into a turnstile that is supposed to open for you that doesn't. Like, it really, true. It really gets you right in the area. Yeah. Like, right in probably men and women. Yeah. 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 Every nerve. Yeah. And it's like your center of gravity. There's no way to experience it without it being humiliating. Everyone turns and goes, oh. So like I'm I very tentatively go through a turnstile, even if it beeps and says my ID is good. Yeah. Okay. I understand that. I really do understand that as well. Um, 
It's interesting, though. Interesting. <laughs> well, there have just been a lot of portals, magical portals, and uh, I don't know. Today's the day. There's. Well, I'm going to send you this Prince song. I know you probably will be like, oh, God, I roll. But there is this Prince song from his album, Artificial Age, called Breakdown. And it's one of my favorite lines of a song of all time. And I'll tell you, like, if you haven't tuned out yet, I think that this album, even though it wasn't his last album, I think it was like he knew that he was like winding things up here on this planet um, on some level, maybe. But in this song, which is very sad to me, like I couldn't listen to it in public for years after he died but there's just a line where he's talking about how he doesn't he doesn't want to go uh it's a very sentimental song anyway there's a line that says so there's a door that you could walk through where there used to be a wall and that's what i that's like the line about magic portals for me i think that sometimes depending on where you are in life, something that has always been a wall for you will at some point become a door. Yeah, I think that's right. And then you got to make the choice to walk through it. And you do it very gingerly. (laughs) (laughs) Which is ironic because also, can I tell you what one of my hugest pet peeves is? People that step off an elevator so gingerly, you know, like... Oh, you know when you're behind I know, a I know person what you mean. Yeah, 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 they yeah. walk off the elevator like it brought them to another planet and they're like what, what is this place and I'm like it's a different floor exactly like the floor you got on right. that just right. even if you're wrong confidently walk in one direction and out of the way of everyone else that's trying to get off the elevator or escalator escalators slightly agreement. worse yeah I, I think so too because like an escalator will grind everyone up you know, behind if you cause a log jam behind you, just get out of the way. Even if you have to double back and go in the other direction. Gina's asleep on my mini tramp, and it's really the cutest thing you've uh, ever seen. Dogs love a mini tramp. Oh, you know why? Imagine the airflow all around <laughs> it's you. True. It's they're very they're cooling. like yes, the under their undercarriage <laughs> gets to remain cool to the air. Aww. It's like having a real-life teddy bear in my home. <laughs> She's so cute. Um, what do you think? Should we talk to our guest? Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, Aparna, I don't know how to say Aparna's last name. Nancherla. Nancherla. Aparna Nancherla. Is that pretty good? Is that yeah, all right? that's great. Aparna Nancherla. Guys, you know, historically speaking, me, any last name, Malali. <laughs> it's interesting, my thing with last names, because it's like any last name could be the one I can't say. Yeah. And I think like sometimes you confidently adopt a pronunciation of the name that is not it, is not exactly it. <laughs> Just that that delivery was so good. <laughs> yeah, you confidently adopt the pronunciation of a name that's just not it. That was so funny, Casey. But it's so weird because you always know in your mind that there's a possibility that you're getting it wrong. Yeah. But that is a full example of how 
how different you and I can be sometimes because I always will try so hard to like find out the pronunciation of a name. Like I'll watch all these videos. By the way, no one ever says the pronunciation of anyone's name in any video. It's so annoying. They, I know. Or like it's always edited out and I try so hard to do it. And then you'll finally, after watching a thousand videos, you'll finally find a video where like James Corden says the person's full name. And then I will confidently use that. And can I tell you, half of the time, the person will be like, oh, actually, it's Theron, not Theron. You know what I mean? And I'm like, oh, fuck. I heard James Corden call you that name. And they're like, yeah, he said it wrong. So it's like, it just tells me that like, you know, nobody's saying shit right. And, uh, there's no way to find out except for directly asking the person. Well, that's the best way. I always feel like that's that's the only way to really, really know. I mean, we I think we've talked about this before. Ariana Grande. Oh, yeah. Her, it's Grandy, she says. There's another one that's wild. What's the other one that's wild? Oh, Chrissy. It's Chrissy. Chrissy when she Tygen was like, Keegan. it's really Ty again. It's really Ty yeah, again it's really is how Tygen. you pronounce it. But you, but she's Chrissy Teigen. Like even she's like just it's Chrissy Teigen. Yeah, like now w- whatever. Right, just go with it. It's so weird. I have a rule with my first name. Like I can tell people so many times that my name is Casey, not Stacy, not Cassie, not Tracy. But like if I tell someone like five times and they're still not getting it, I'm like they don't have any interest in knowing what it really is. It's like a thing for them, and like I'm just it's just in their them. head. Yeah. It's okay. Just call me whatever. It's so weird. It's so, I find it so weird when people do that, though. I mean, I think Aparna like has a sense of humor about this because her Twitter handle back when Twitter was a thing and not a tire fire, um, she had Aparna napkin for her, uh, right. for her Twitter handle. So I think it's a thing that like she was making a joke of. I can imagine that people have called her some wild things. I mean, I can only imagine. I have a letter from when I worked at the late, late show for someone that I spelled my name to over the phone. And then the letter arrived and it was addressed to Kate Sponge. What? <laughs> K-A-T-E. S-P-O-N-G-E. Uh-huh. That's you? Kate Sponge? Kate Sponge, after spelling my name over the phone, that's what they came up with. <laughs> so, I mean. Wow. Aparna, non-Charla. She's very funny. You've heard her voice on television shows. You've seen her on television shows. She's a really funny writer and performer. And uh, I followed her on, on Twitter, like when, you know, Things were funny. Yeah, back when it was fun to be on those kind back of things. When it and... was funny. But anyway, she's here with us today. She's here with us today, which is so exciting. Let's chat. <laughs> this episode brought to you by Karyuma, the cool, sustainable sneaker brand worn and loved by skaters and surfers, but also moms. <laughs> <laughs> is that good? Yeah, that's a good one. And true. Thanks. And Thanks. some skaters and so are probably moms. Oh, Casey, of course they are. It goes without saying. 
<gasps> Listen, it's cozy times. Yes. Karayuma has got you covered with all their shoes. So cute. And my favorite so is the Oka. Comfortable. The Oka premium leather <laughs> is the classic. That's the one that's like the sneaker looks great with like every dress. Yes. And yes. jeans. And yes. Just everything. It everything. always looks good. It's your so loungewear, it's like a classic. It's a classic. It's a classic. Kiriyama is also always keeping it fresh. We told you they do lots of collabs. You got to look at their site and check out the shoes and then you'll see the but Pantone, Peanuts. They've done a bunch. Pantone is my favorite because yeah. like the, the Pantone color of the year is like my Super Bowl, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, true. Also, Kiriyama is a B Corp certified company and has a dedicated reforestation program. Come on. That's very cool. Yeah. For every pair of sneakers sold, Karyuma plants two trees. They've already planted over two million trees to date. That is, I don't. That's a lot of trees. Two million trees is so many trees. Yeah. They also ship their sneakers free and fast in the U.S., offer worldwide shipping and 60-day free returns. They deliver right to your front door using single box recycled packaging. And for a limited time, Busy Phillips is doing her best. Listeners can get an exclusive 15% off your pair of Karyuma sneakers. Go to Karyuma, C-A-R-I-U-M-A dot com slash best to get 15% off. That's C-A-R-I-U-M-A dot com slash best for 15% off only for a limited time. Oh, Hungry Root. What's for dinner? Are you stressed out? You don't have to be with Hungry Root. Is that good? <laughs> That's a good one. That's a like, real you. story song. It's very Broadway. It's a story song. It's a story song. Um, hungry Root will fill your fridge with healthy food and simple recipes. <laughs> I mean, I, I could just sing the whole thing, guys. Would that be something you might be interested in? <laughs> I'm sure for some people, that's a dream come true. I mean, it'd be fun for me, too. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. It would be fun for me, too. Guys, here's the thing. We've talked about it. I've talked about it in regards to how Hungry Root has changed things for me. Um, I literally cannot stand grocery shopping here where I live. I, ha- I just can't. I'm not, it's yeah. just too hard. I don't want to do it. I hate it. And then Hungry Root pops in, and they're like, guess what? Guess what? You don't have to do it. Here's here's an easy, easy way. You can just get fresh, high-quality food delivered to your door. Groceries, simple recipes, all in one place. It's kind of the best. I love because, it. It's the best of both worlds. Yeah. Because it's like produce, meat, seafood, pantry staples, healthy snacks, and also sweets. They also have like seasonal fall favorites. But then... They also have thousands of easy recipes that actually and so good. Yes, and help you like use the groceries that you have before right. you like are like, oh shoot, I never used the turnip or whatever. You right. know what I mean? Right. I've, oh my god, I forgot about the asparagus, and it costs like fourteen dollars. Well, I think what's so helpful is that like I suffer from decision and planning fatigue, so sometimes Ugh. I will go out and I'll buy a turnip and be like, I'll find something to do with this turnip. I won't. <laughs> 
Like, I know myself. I will never find a reason to use a turnip. Here's the thing that's great about Hungry Root is you're never getting anything for no reason. Like, they know what I like. They know what Mm -hmm. my family likes. And they're already sending me ingredients with a plan. So I have a plan in place that this is the delicious recipe that I'm making with these ingredients tonight. So nothing's going to waste. Nothing's in my fridge for no reason with me, like, thinking of a reason that I'm going to use it when I get around to it, which I'll never get around to. It just makes me feel so much better and so much less guilty. I don't waste any food when I use Hungry Root. Guys, we all want to feel less guilty. (laughs) (laughs) But we want to eat good food, have easy meals delivered right to our door, spend less time shopping and cooking, more time enjoying healthy food that you're going to love with our friends, Hungry Root. Right now, Hungry Root is offering our listeners 30% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash busy to get 30% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash busy. Don't forget to use our link so that they know that we sent you and we get credit. Hi, Aparna. Hi, how's it going? Good. How are Hi, you? How are you? Good. Good. Just it's, I'm trying a new thing where I'm standing. Oh, today. I like it. How does it feel? How does it feel? It feels grounding. I have to say. Yeah, grounding <laughs> is a big deal. We gotta keep, stay. We gotta keep grounded. I feel like I've been taking for granted how ungrounded I've been. So I often. love it. What made you decide to try it? I actually had therapy right before this and we were kind of working on anxiety stuff. And I found that standing kind of helps me a lot with creating space. Mm -hmm. Okay. And the grounding piece is really important. Yeah. yeah. Literally feeling the ground seems to be huge for me. Yeah. Well, it's huge. Interesting. Really for so many people and people forget it. Yes. But like even just putting your feet flat on the ground, even totally. if you have socks on, like it really makes, it brings you down. Yeah, because <sighs> I think I live a lot in my head and I forget yeah. I have a body at all. Mm. So any reminder that, oh, there's more of, more to you under below the neck. Yeah. Is great. <laughs> I'm so, I'm very similar. Yeah. In some ways. Have yeah. you ever touched one part of your body with another part of your body and like scared yourself? <laughs> like, like hand to foot? What? Yeah. Like, like you were surprised. T- you're like, oh my God, whose hand is there that? Have, How is my, there have my been hand. times when I'm like, oh, oh my God, yes, who's touching yes, me? Yes, I am touching yes. me. Yes. And I'm like, wow, that's, that's a real that's a real checkout that I'm experiencing. Right. There. It's right. really funny. You're like, where was I? <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, that is so cool of you to share that. Maybe everybody maybe everyone listening can stand up. You know what's interesting? Is it interesting? Maybe it's only interesting to me. My younger son, I hope he doesn't mind me saying this. He's a grown-up man. But uh, (laughs) whenever we all kind of turn in and go our separate ways at night, because we all live in the same house, he continues to watch television alone, (gasps) but he stands up in front of the television to watch it. And I always think that's so interesting. And I always think it's such a creative thing. I think that he's entering into like a Oh, like a creative input type of state. And he has to like stand up to make sure that it like gets all the ideas get all the way in him, you know? Okay. Yeah. How long does he stand like that? 
He'll stand there and watch like a full hour episode Whoa. or like a full movie. He'll stand up. But and that like, is, but that is grounding. That is self-soothing too. Yes. Standing. Because yes. if you're like standing and sometimes like maybe even rocking a bit. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like swaying from foot to foot. That's big. Yes. There's lots of sirens where I am. Sorry. Of course. I was just like, what's <laughs> happening? Um, Aparna, before we started, we had a little bit of like, we want to make sure that we're saying your last name correctly. Yeah, we, yeah. We have determined that the only way to ever know yes. if you're saying someone's last name correctly <laughs> is, to is to ask them. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's a great, I feel like that's a great technique, underused. <laughs> Asking the person directly. Uh, mine is Nan Cherla. Okay. Nan Cherla. That's what we Cherla. We're on the same page. All right. Nan Cherla. I was saying um, that I always try to watch videos of how like TV hosts are pronouncing. And then sometimes I'll confidently use their pronunciation, assuming like that they would know. And then the person's like, actually, it's Charlize Theron, not Theron. Oh, you know, and gosh. I'm like, well, James Corden said they're on, <laughs> right, right, you know. Right. I also feel so bad when I mess up people's names because I know I've gotten mine messed up so many times. I feel extra bad when I do it to someone else. Well, I do too, but yeah. I also, um, and people have said all kinds of, it's really I'm strange. Sure. Yes. They they have just a disconnect and they can't say busy as a name. But anyway, Matthew McConaughey uh, called busy whimsy one time. No, no. Whimsy. Although he just then fully we just, free associated. He free associated whimsy. <laughs> but then I was like, I actually love it. And like, if that was what that guy called me for the rest of my life, if that meant he would keep calling me things, I don't know. I just was very into it. Whimsy. Yeah. And some of my friends still call that. me whimsy every once in a while. Whimsy. Whimsy. <laughs> yeah. That oh feels like God. the ultimate manic pixie dream girl. She is. Yes. Or yeah, he's kind of a manic pixie dream guy. Really. He, he is. really is. Yeah. He yeah. really is. He really is. And then every once in a while, he'll do something like so deep and serious. And I think I it's like a thousand times more effective because you're like, he's just like a bongo plane, wow. shirtless, jogging guy. <laughs> and then when he like talks about something serious, I, it just like knocks me out. Yeah, that that to me feels like the thing when someone's like kind of an asshole, but then they're nice to you and you feel somehow chosen. Yes. <laughs> Like they, yes, that's, I really struggle special. with that. I really struggle I, with that. I hate that. I, I fall for it every time. It's so, well, it's so like Ugh. Don Draper and Peggy, right? Yes. Yes. Where he's know, like guys. just a one hundred percent cad, but like he sees something in Peggy, and yeah, but what a sick relationship those two had. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I felt like it was very relatable to yeah, a lot of it people. Is so relatable. So I relatable. Feel between straight women and straight men it's such a weird entrenched misogyny thing too where you're oh like God. i'm undervaluing myself by you know feeling seen by this but and yes. yet and, and yet, yet something draws me oh my gosh aparna you have a new book out i do Tell us all about it because we've been reading it. Busy loves the title of the book. Oh, thank well, you. unreliable narrator. I love that saying. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like so. I wrote this book, and it's mostly just wrestling with 
self-doubt and my own self-doubt and how I've experienced it over the course of my life and like career and relationships and pretty much every area. And I really thought that in writing a book about self-doubt, not that I would fix it, but that I would really like understand it better. But it did become a little bit like snake eating its own tail in that when you try to like understand your self-doubt, it's just like, actually, why are you writing this book at all? Like you don't know what you're doing. Right. You'll never understand. Oh my God. Like there's nothing to understand. You're just a piece of shit. Like that's right. kind of where I kept ending up. So I was My like, mm, how am I gonna meet this word count? But you you're did. not a you're not a piece of shit. <laughs> I just wanna tell you that. <laughs> That was really my only goal. I was like, I just wanna be able to have a bunch of people, you know, praise me for having written a book about it. <laughs> oh I mean, my gosh. Well, well yeah. Writing a book is a huge accomplishment, but anything that like examines a part of yourself that's uncomfortable yeah. is like a an accomplishment times a million. So Yeah, and I don't know what it is about like being a creative person or an artist where you feel I at least feel like in my work, I'm like, if I show this kind of like vulnerable like a shameful part of myself, like there will be some kind of catharsis. And then a lot of times there isn't. And then I'm just like, well, I'm glad other people felt less alone because sometimes it made me more feel more alone. And I don't know what I was doing when I wrote it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know about like emotional hangovers, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I actually just recently learned about them and they're so real. Probably because this book came out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is exactly. what I'm going to offer to you, Aparna. Okay. <laughs> but when my book, I had never heard of it until my book came out. Yes. And I was really like floored by the idea that, yeah, like there is something wild that can happen after you share something deeply personal where you kind of feel, I don't even know, like, I mean, for me, what I don't know, explain, what have you been feeling? I just felt kind of destabilized. Like, I guess usually when you're sharing something vulnerable, it's like with a trusted other, right? Like whether that's a mm-hmm. therapist or a loved one. But I feel like when you're just kind of putting out putting it out into the void and and that void is like the capitalist marketplace. It kind of yeah. feels like, what have I done? Like yes, I really yeah. sold my soul. Yeah. 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 And I, yeah, like I got like really depressed and also really like questioned my own motives and totally. like, what did you want to, what did you think was going to happen? <laughs> exactly. Like, you know, and, and then, yeah, it turns in on itself. It can be really like, but then it is nice. It is nice when people come up to you. And I mean, no, I don't know. Totally. Then when people read it and you're like, oh my gosh, you really, the fact that you resonated with this was the point of me writing it. And yeah, just like trying to, trying to hold on to things like that and be like, okay, that's the more important part of this for me than like being a New York Times bestseller or whatever, whatever arbitrary thing we create in our mind as like the success. measure of success. Yeah. Yeah. I was just talking to a friend whose first book is going to come out like sometime next year or whatever. And she's been working on it for so long. And she said, like, do you, what do you have as like advice for, you know, now that the book's written and it's going to come out? And I feel like what I told her was so horrifying because I was just like, I started off very measured saying like, well, manage your expectations because like you're envisioning like that, 
this will come out one day and it's going to change your life in a million ways. And it might, but it also might not. And I was like, the hardest thing for me was having people say, I loved your book. I read it all in one sitting. I couldn't put it down. Mm. And like, it was over for them in two hours, like something that I had been working on for years or whatever. You know what I mean? And then they moved on from it. And like, totally. you know, I'm like, I wanted it to change not just my life, but your life as <laughs> totally. well. And it seems as if it has not, which is and like a weird... You explain that to me? <laughs> There's a lot. I put into it and I don't see how you could just move on after one reading. Perhaps you should go back to the work. Please sit with it. Return to the original text. (laughs) Please say that to at least five people and then get back to me with how they reacted to it. If they were like, oh, yeah, absolutely. I was planning. I was planning to reread it. Maybe that's the thing, too. You just feel so needy. Like, I feel like I've had friends who are like, I'm reading your book. I really love it. Or like, I really relate to so much. And then I'm like, why do I feel the need to like follow up in a week and be like, and and what else? (laughs) Yeah. What else did you like about my book? Um, Was there other things that you thought were interesting? You want to grill them. Like, tell me specifically. Yeah, 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 exactly. What you loved about it. I think it's like what you guys were saying. You just have sat with it for so long and it's been inside your head and you just like need some outside input or something. And it's like better to come from a friend than like a Goodreads review. Yes. Well, yeah. <laughs> I never could look. I didn't. I actually no. I never do that. Looked. I would. People were like, "Don't look," and I'm like, Bless, "It's never. poisonous." I would. Yeah, never. I could never. I could yeah. never. I learned that, guys. Everybody knows the story. Apparently, I've been doing this, uh, like business, been in this industry since forever. Yeah, um, I was a teenager, and uh, IMDb, the Internet <gasps> Movie Database, used to have a chat feature, like because it was what? like beta. Yeah, there's like the literally. Apart the '90s, this is we're talking the like '90s message boards. So it was like oh, message like a boards, chat ro- oh, but not it was like, like a chat room. No, like they were like message, message boards board specific to the kind of chat rooms. Sometimes, but like specific Actually, to the actors. I feel like I remember this because I feel like in lower moments I found myself on there. Okay, well, <laughs> I definitely had. I definitely looked, and oh, God, I was young, and oh. it really stuck with me because. Um, whoever it was posted that Busy Phillips looks like a dinosaur. And I was like, I really get it. I really do. I understand what they mean. Like fundamentally, like in in my heart of hearts, I'm like, I do. I do actually. Yes, I do. That's it. They've nailed it. And so then it was like this horrible thing. And then I can't, can't watch anything since or read anything. Yeah, I feel like it's not the ones that are just blatantly like, I hate you, you know, kill yourself, whatever. It's like the very specific sort of like... Someone who's studied you enough to know exactly what to say to like break you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. When I worked at Best Week Ever, one of the people that I, I cast him... It was his first time on television was John Mulaney. Oh, wow. And he would go on the television without pity message boards every (gasps) week and not only read, but print out the comments that people said about him and bring them in and start every session by reading (laughs) the Honey, it's too dark. Honey, it's too dark. It's so dark. 
It's too dark. He was like, I know this isn't healthy. I just have to do it. And then we'll we'll read through <gasps> these 10 or 12 comments. And I just remembered that was like, who is John Mulaney? The squinty-eyed bastard is ruining my favorite television show. Get off my television. <laughs> and I just was like, now I'm always going to think of you as a squinty-eyed bastard or whatever the person said because he just had to read it. But anyway, it's um, not... It's not healthy. Do you, it's not you healthy. Said you, you go on the message boards in low moments, or you have? Well, no, not for myself. I think I, I even mean like I'll just look at other people's, like what mean things are said about other people just to be like, <laughs> oh, it's not just me. <laughs> Yeah, I can't but anyway, the I am directed at me. I'm actually in full support of that. Like, I actually you like have to know if you're missing yes. something. Well, just anytime, the fact that, like, someone else isn't perfect or, like, they are also receiving criticism, I think just, you know, gives me some perspective on my own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I just finished watching The Fall of the House of Usher, and I did <gasps> go online to see, because it seemed like everybody loved it so much, but I was like, there's so many speeches in this show. I wanted to see if anyone else was mentioning all, like, designing women-level amount of speeches. Wait, that's and- fucking nuts. <laughs> I will. I so relate to that because I will watch a show and then have like a specific gripe about it and then just spend hours online making sure someone else had that. (laughs) I think I'm like, but we all noticed this, right? And I just got one other person to corroborate. And you feel so affirmed and you're like, if it was about you, it would be devastating. But since it's like about something else that you think like you feel so affirmed i know and i always forget that like i'm in the same industry and i'm like oh wait this could be someone i know is like you know master work i better be careful like what i'm saying about anything well i do always i do always say that like any show that you're like online tearing down or whatever like you feel comfortable doing please know that like 99 or 100 geniuses work on this show. Right. You know, supremely talented people. Yes. And, you know, what you're seeing and how you're feeling about the end product of something isn't always a commentary on the talent of the people making it. Totally. And also just like like the the show, you, The Fall of the House of Usher that you were just talking about, it keeps popping up as like number one in my Netflix thing. And then I tried to watch it and then I couldn't really get into it. And then I, and then I kept being like, but it's number one. Like, what are you not getting here? (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. I will say, here's what I'm going to give you a pass on it because I think it's a very uncomfortable show. And it's a very, it's also like a really uncomfortable time. And so maybe that's just not the show that you need at this time, even if it's like some people vibe on that, but maybe it's just, it's not for you. Maybe not at this time. Yeah. It's very new, I think. Yeah. Just came out. Yeah. Wait, but isn't The Fall of the House of Usher a short story by? Mm-hmm. You guys, I've been very confused in this conversation. <laughs> I thought that there was like the fall of the house of like it's a it's Edgar Allan Poe, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I made it okay, into guys. A All right, you guys. It's like it's like Succession meets mm-hmm. Edgar Allan Poe meets yeah. like, oh, Netflix. We're not even supposed to be talking. About I know. This. I was talking about it, and I was like, "What are you doing? Wait, but what we do you were, mean? No, we're, we're not were, promoting anything. We're not promoting. Oh, that's it. We were you can just have conversations it. about like pop culture and television. Well, I don't know. Sad stuff. That thing about how you how you can dress up for Halloween without exactly. scabbing. <laughs> yeah, you know no, what, guys? No. Everybody, we gotta 
We got to, wow. My, I, look. My favorite thing is that The Cut did an article on Instagram about SAG's, like, release that, like, here's ways you can dress up for Halloween without being a Screen Actor Guild scab. But the comments were all, all collapsed, and the only comment that was visible to me was just January Jones posting an <laughs> eye roll emoji. <laughs> I don't even know if it was the January Jones. Wait, that is really I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was. It actually sounds like her. She's pretty fucking funny. It made me Um, laugh so hard. Wait, that's insane. That's really funny. Well, my daughter is not going to be, she's going to be Barbie. So, oh, well. (gasps) I think that's like number one can't do. Well, I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry. You tell that to the 15-year-old, okay? I know. It's not happening. It feels like those children's movies where it's like the businessman who tried to cancel Christmas. You yeah, know, like yes. it's just not, <laughs> yeah. it's not you happening. You can't do it. You can't do it. Oh my God. Are you going to dress up for Halloween, Aparna? I I haven't the past few years, but I feel like when you're an adult, it's like you have to have somewhere to go, really. We were like talking about this. Yeah. yeah. We, right? I'm not invited or, anywhere. I don't know. I only this year live in a place where I think we might get trick-or-treaters. So I'm like, it would probably be good to dress up, right? Like they, it's more fun when a not just regular human opens the door, but I don't know. Yeah, it's a good question. When I was a kid, I was always so entertained by what people were wearing. Like I, I always cracked up at people that were in their pajamas already. And I was like, what are you doing? It's like 8 p.m. <laughs> or like people that had obviously just gotten home from work and they're like shoveling dinner into their mouth and they're still in their business attire, <laughs> handing out candy. I was such a nosy little kid. I thought it was so funny. Yeah, even the like little peek you got to see into their home. I was like, this is incredible. My older son, when he was a little kid, he would, I'm not even joking, he would ring the doorbell, get the candy, and then be like, this is a nice place. Do you mind if I um, take a tour of the foyer? (laughs) And people would be like, okay. He just he was would, interested. He just had he, questions. He wanted to see. Routinely ask for a tour of someone's house during trick or treating. That's really so good. funny. <laughs> I remember there was one year where we had to, like, our school had some sort of thing where we had to do, collect money for a charity. Yes, with, with our trick or treating, and it felt so bad to like go up to people's houses and be like. Can I have some candy? But also, can you get UNICEF? It's UNICEF. UNICEF. Yes. Just to be clear, I'm not anti-UNICEF. I think I just felt No, just when you're a little kid, people, you feel guilty. Yeah. I'm sorry. That was just like, it's a really funny clarification <laughs> that you have to make. But honestly, in this day and age, you never know. apparently you have to say the most obvious things or people are like, they don't fucking yeah. get it. I mean, you know what I mean? still sound bite what I said earlier and just, you know. Yeah, cut, count out the context. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That'd be a so I mean, of them. Uh, Oh it my gosh. Be. Yeah, no, no one's anti-UNICEF. But when you're a little kid, that's a big responsibility to ask someone. You're already being vulnerable, asking for candy at the that's door of a stranger. And then yeah. you're like, can you go get your wallet, by the way? I know. That's what my, whenever my dad would pick me up for visitations, my mom would always be like, ask him for that this week's child support. And I'd be like, well, oh I feel like God. I should be out of this transaction. Oh my God. <laughs> It is really funny. <laughs> no, but that's exactly why asking for UNICEF money would feel like. Or I'm sure people, I only did it a couple times for UNICEF, I think for my church. But I, I do remember sometimes people being like money or candy, you know, because <gasps> <laughs> they would England, give out money. 
Yeah. They'd be like, I'll give you money, but then you don't get candy as well. Who did that? What (laughs) fucking house are you going to? What are you talking about? You know, I grew up in New England. That's like, that's a delight for someone. That does seem like a New England, yeah. To like bitterly deny you candy because you (laughs) were trying to be charitable instead of like giving you both. Oh, they would just, you had to choose one or the other. Yeah. Do you want money or candy? I'll give you a quarter or a candy bar, but not both. So no, you don't cruel. get both. Rude. Rude. <laughs> Rude. Yeah. How how bad do you want to raise money for charity? Let's Ugh. find out, little kid. I think I always, like, also padded my UNICEF box. Like, I think I just put my own money in it because I did oh. a shitty job at it. And so I'd just be like, I'm just going to put my allowance in it because I didn't, you know. Oh, that's still so kind of you. I mean, <laughs> it was just guilt. It was like like not... <laughs> <laughs> not magnanimous at all, just guilt and not wanting to look like a failure. Um, I wonder uh, why adults like. I feel like they are t- like the what candy they give out and the manner in which they give it out. There is some sort of like. I feel like yeah. vengeance or some sort of like you know. There's a personality test yes, in there behind like, it. for sure, a hundred percent. We can know like which pe- people had like yes. withholding, yeah. you know, or money was like an issue. Yeah. My mom always tells me this story. One year they took us trick-or-treating at the mall and I was, I don't know how old I was, maybe four, three. And I, you know, we had our pillowcases and I held mine in front of this one guy at the store and he put in like, you know, mini Snickers or whatever. And then I don't know, I don't know what my kid brain was thinking, but I was like, that's clearly not all you have for me. So I just kept standing there with the pillowcase and he was just like, beat it, kid. And my mom was so upset that he would like talk to me that way. Like a child who just wanted another piece of piece of candy. Oh my God. Beat it, kid. Beat it, kid is so it's like like a Nancy and Sluggo cartoon. (laughs) Yeah. It's like from Back to the Future. Yeah. Yeah. It's like (laughs) really funny thing to say to a child. I mean, it was the late 80s, so... Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was That's where people had time. gotten their, their information <laughs> yeah, from. Yeah. That's it. Newspaper cartoons. <laughs> they yeah. didn't have, they didn't have a, yeah, IMDb chat boards yet <laughs> to <laughs> workshop yet. these things. Oh, my gosh. Do you remember what you were dressed as? I think it was truly one of those costumes that's like a plastic bag tied to the front of you and, <laughs> and like... <laughs> A mask paper, that you yeah. definitely can't see. <laughs> yeah. And you turn around and the illusion is shattered. <laughs> and then it always said like what it was. To, that that was like my dream costume because my mom always like handmade my costumes. And I was like, I just want the plastic costume. No. But it would yeah, always say kind. like Wolfman across the front of it. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like labeled. I think so mine was like Barbie and it was so like grotesque looking because it's yeah. like the cheapest mask and then you're wearing like a plastic bag that's, that's tied, supposed to be tied garments. on in the back and then I'm sure it said Barbie like right across yeah yeah right across. and it like crinkles when you walk especially <laughs> if it's cold outside <laughs> do they still have those I feel like maybe they got phased out costumes are no. better now costumes they're, they're, are much better now yeah Oh my God, you guys, this episode brought to you by Wild Grain. Wild Grain is Casey and my favorite thing. It's the first ever Bake From Frozen subscription box for breads. Sourdough breads, fresh pastas, 
artisanal pastries. Guys, it's the greatest it's the thing that will show like up. Some type of Nobel Prize. I'm not even kidding you. <laughs> I had the croissant. I had a croissant yesterday. I made a croissant. Oh. 12 minutes. 12 minutes in the toaster oven. Yeah, every item bakes from frozen in 25 minutes or less. Or Some less, because that was less. that was 12 minutes. 12 minutes yeah. and for there's one no, croissant. No thawing required. No thawing required. And it's like fresh and delicious. And then your house smells like freshly baking croissants. And people are like, what? Who lives here? Someone who actually does things? And I'm like, no. Do you remember the old but, commercial? I can't even remember for what it was for, but it was like a woman pretending to work in the kitchen and then she throws flour in her her own face <laughs> so that when she brings out whatever she made, that's what I feel like when I, I bring out some wild grain. I'm like, yes, I totally went I into the kitchen. this bread. <laughs> you know what I do with it? You know what I do with it? What? I, I don't put flour on my face or whatever. I um I take a linen napkin <laughs> and I wrap the bread up in the linen napkin to uh, present it so that it looks like I'm, you know, a woman <laughs> who lives upstate, you know, a woman who, who is, has, has generational wealth. And so she quits her job and she becomes a, like a, whatever they're called, like a homesteader or whatever. Yeah. 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 That's what I, that's what that does for me. I when love I it. I wrap love my wild it. grain on up in a linen napkin. Guys, <laughs> you don't have to do any of these <laughs> you things. You don't have to do any of it, but you do need to eat this bread because it's so <laughs> delicious. Um, and Cricket loves the pasta. And occasionally, I will tell you, the fact that it cooks, it's fresh pasta, so it cooks so quickly has really saved me when Cricket all of a sudden melts down and I realize it's because she's starving. Right. And I'm like, you're going to have pasta in four and a half minutes, baby. You know what I mean? Right. And like wild grain doesn't make any claims about this, but you know, I've said like sometimes breads and and things like that are rough on my tummy. You know, it's and same with me. me. They We've make me about sneeze. This. Wild mm-hmm. grain, not so. So nope. whatever whatever witchcraft they're doing at wild grain, I certainly appreciate it. Well, it's their slow fermented sourdough process, I think. Yes. To be honest. Yeah, that's what that's what it has um, to be. But it's so nice just to eat something and just enjoy it and not worry that I'm going to have a little allergy attack after. I agree. Guys, now you can fully customize your wild grain box so you can get any combination of breads, pastas, and pastries you like. If you want a box of all bread, go for it. All pasta, sure. All pastries, you can have it. Plus, for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box plus free croissants in every box. When you go to wildgrain.com slash busy to start your subscription, you heard us, free croissants in every box, $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com slash busy. That's wildgrain.com slash busy, or you can use promo code busy at the checkout. Boy, I posted a photo of myself the other day and everybody wanted to know what's going on with those eyelashes, girl. And I said, if you don't listen to the ads on our podcast, you're missing out. You're missing some important info, life-changing info. Some important, life-changing information that the Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara 
the Liquid Lash Extensions. Liquid Lash Extensions mascara, guys. It's the only mascara that I currently use because it really does the wildest thing to your <laughs> lashes. It just looks, they look amazing. They look amazing and they stay looking amazing because the huge problem I have is that I have oily under eyes and any other mascara, I get panda eyes within an hour and not so with liquid lash extensions mascara, no smudging, no flaking, no nothing. It doesn't come off until I take it off. Yeah. And the other thing I was going to say is that sometimes I've had like um, waterproof mascara or whatever, and like literally then I can never get it off. Right. And I'm like scrubbing my eyes. My eyes are irritated. And it's like four days later. Yeah. The thing that's crazy about the tubing mascara is that it literally doesn't come off. You could even cry, which I have, and it doesn't come <laughs> off. I was going to um, say. No, I know. But then when you use warm water, wash your face, it like rolls right off. It's like and a little it, costume for your eyelashes that just comes off. <laughs> Casey. <laughs> Casey, why don't they hire us to just do all the ads everywhere? Because this is something. This is something. Uh, anyway, guys, we love Thrive Cosmetics so much. Um, also because they give back. Like... That's part of why they call themselves Thrive Cause, C-A-U-S-E, Medics. It's a part of their mission to give back with a portion of their proceeds to a bunch of different organizations that are all doing great work. So we love Thrive Cosmetics. And you need to try the mascara too. Also brilliant eye brightener. I don't leave home Yeah, you love that. You love that. You love that. I love that too. But I really will go to the mat. Like I will... Yeah. I will, I'll take anyone down uh, <laughs> who wants to challenge that liquid lash extensions mascara, mascara by Thrive Cosmetics. for the ages. I will do it. I will do it. I will do it. <laughs> I am ready. I am ready. Right now, you guys, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash best. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S.com slash best for 20% off your first order. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. It's funny, I just, something popped up on my like Instagram that was, you know, one of those like 80s throwback. It was a video, like, um, you know, like a local news thing at a Halloween store showing all the costumes, oh. like those costumes, which I had totally forgotten about yeah. those specific costumes with the weird plastic, really light plastic mask. Just yes. an elastic behind your head. With an elastic. Yeah. And it was just so jarring to see <laughs> so those. Because you haven't seen, they're, they've not been around for, I mean, 20 years, maybe 15 yeah. years. Oh, easily, I think. They're the, yeah. But just so bizarre. Like the He-Man and She-Ra yes. ones yes. and the Barbie one. Like really bizarre well, somewhere, guys, just talk to your phone a little bit and it'll probably pop up in your Instagram feed if you want to see that video. <laughs> but just that the idea of like looking like that and standing in front of an adult and being like, give me things. I don't know. The whole so thing bizarre. is a nightmare. It's a nightmare. I, I agree. I think it's a total fucking nightmare. But also it's fun. 
It's fun. It's oh my fun. gosh. My same son that would ask for tours of people's foyers. Uh, <laughs> my younger son was also, he would always ask for the most elaborate costume for me to make it. Like he'd be like, oh. I want to be Edward Scissorhands. Will you make me Edward Scissorhands costume? I'd make the costume. And then on Halloween, he would be like, yeah, I'm not going to wear it. Unfortunately, like I've chickened out. I'm not going to wear it. And so my older son would always trick or treat happily because he loved it. But he would always say, listen, my little brother is at the end of the driveway. He's too shy to come up and ring the door. Can I have an extra candy for him? And most people would say, yes, of course. But because it was Connecticut, it was still New England. So every once in a while, people would be like, no, if your brother wants candy, he should come up here and ask for it. And one time my son got in a huge fight with like this frat brothers at a frat house. And they were like, you're just trying to scam extra candy, just like you at the mall, Aparna. And he was like, no, my brother's right at the end of the driveway. You can see him. He just won't come up here. Oh, my God. And then my son Eli was like, my brother doesn't need your candy. And then he, like, started walking back down the driveway. And he was like, I don't either. And, like, threw down. Oh, my God. We're, as a family, we're going to get beat up by a fraternity house. Like, this. I admire you for even stopping at a fraternity house to see if they will. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. It could go either way, right? It could be kind of fun or it could end up how it ended up. But whatever. Whatever. (sighs) Halloween. It's, man, it really occupies such a huge part of my brain for something that I don't really do anymore. I always feel like um, comedy people are like, oh, Halloween, that's like regular people's only chance to like have fun once a year. So they really (laughs) go out all out. That's what I remember. Like comedians are always like, oh, yeah, Halloween. It's a, it's your one chance to perform. You got the normies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the normies. <laughs> oh yeah, my except, gosh. Well, I guess. Yeah, I was gonna say except like also actors love Halloween. Yeah, yeah, totally. They perform theater all kids, the time. Yeah, theater kids love Halloween. It's for everyone. It's, it's Halloween. It's, it's for mostly all of us. for candy. It's mostly for candy <laughs> yeah, companies. It's and spirit Halloween, the spirit Halloween chain. Oh, that's pretty great. It is. Are you great. guys believers in like spooky stuff, like ghosts and things? Yeah, yeah are you? Yeah, I think so. I I feel like wh- who are we to say none of that is real? I don't 100%. know. I just think there has to be something. I agree. More. Have you ever been haunted by anything? No, but I stayed in one of those like haunted hotels with a friend and. I don't think anything spooky happened that particular night, but our tour guide was saying like there was like some kind of ghost that routinely would scratch and choke her. Oh. But she did, but she said in a sort of offhanded way, so like, yeah, sometimes I get scratched. Sometimes they uh, choke me a little bit. And I was like, we were like, okay. Oh, God. And then did you feel like a little insulted that you didn't get scratched or choked? I mean, a little. I mean, here's what I would say. I don't want to. I don't want to stay in a place and invite it. Sometimes no, they show no. up, and we're just like, okay, we here we are. I guess we got to deal with this ghost. No, you're right. The fact that we were inviting it in was not great. But it didn't. Also, then, yeah, the next. But morning, it didn't come. Didn't show up. We, yeah, they didn't show up the next morning. Though we were having breakfast, and the guy was like, "Oh yeah," and the, and there's a hell portal in the basement. Like he just said <laughs> it sort of. Like, <laughs> He 
was like, oh yeah, and that's sort of, that's near the portal in the basement or like the portal. And he was like, yeah, the hell portal. Yeah, the hell portal in the fucking basement. Aparna, <laughs> what were you doing? <laughs> Why were you in this place? <laughs> also, know. Casey, is that what I fell down? This is the theme <gasps> that when of this I felt okay, podcast. This is the this is the portal, the portal to hell and back again. Aparna, a year ago today. Yeah. I was this very gonna, day? I, th- this, th- this, this very, very day, day. Uh, one year ago, I live in New York City now, yeah. and I hosted a, an event for ACLU that night. Yeah. I'm saying this because I need you to know that I had just done something like altruistic <laughs> because I think it's important. <laughs> so I had just hosted an event for a fundraiser for ACLU that night. I got home. It wasn't that late. It was raining. I was totally sober. I went to take the dog out for a walk to the the house and um aparna i fell backwards <gasps> down the entire no. the brownstone no. the entire brownstone steps so what? like fast and like violently kind of and then was completely fine like not a scratch on me and what? then yes and i but i was very shook and all, like had like an adrenaline surge and it was like crazy and it was crazy that I wasn't hurt. Um, and then a couple weeks later, we realized we have a ring, I have a ring camera and we could <gasps> access the footage. So we got the fucking footage of me oh flying down the stairs and it is wild. It's shocking. <gasps> it's, it is shocking. And it's, I'm imagining like the paranormal activity camera. Exactly. Yeah, that's not, not wrong. It's that's not, definitely not, not wrong. Unlike that, it's not unlike that. Um, we'll send it to you. I have uh, a very real fear of falling down the stairs and falling down backwards. Oh my! I can't even. Oof. Oh my! I can't lived, even picture. I it. like my my life literally flashed before my eyes. <gasps> I like had a whole journey oh on that God. on that tumble, and uh. uh yeah, like time really, really slowed down so slow while I fell down those oh. stairs. And uh, and it was fucking wild. And it was a year ago today. And so we started the podcast and I have been talking about how I actually just decided today, I had a really shitty year, yeah. like, but also just after that, like after that fall is when I think like it really feels like things started to just like tumble down. Oh, yeah. Um, which maybe isn't a bad thing, ultimately, aside from the loss of my friend. Like, you know, so, some of the things aren't bad that they tumbled away. But mm-hmm. um, but I just decided that today would be my new year. Like, I'm going to move. I'm going to take it as like, this is the start of the new year. Yeah. Because I, I tumbled yeah. into the mouth of hell and now. Yeah. And you survived. We survived. You can and your new year probably started the day that you didn't go into the portal to hell at all. <laughs> in the basement. Yeah. You avoided yeah. it. I don't know. In my head, it's like the movie is like, actually, you were in there the whole time and all of this is not real. You are in, you're currently I, in the portal of hell. You could portal. be in your hell year. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, Wait, I, well, you don't have to tell us the hotel, but what state was it in? I can tell you the hotel. Okay. Yeah, I want to hear it. The Shanley, upstate New York. All right. I mean, on its website, it says the most haunted hotel on the East Coast. But isn't it, is that the Shining Hotel kind of? No. I don't think it's the Shining Hotel, but yeah, I forget. It's like, you know, a little bit near the like Woodstock area, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to stay there, guys. Yeah, don't. I mean, 
you know, support the business, but buy the merch <laughs> or something. <laughs> Definitely don't go in the basement. <laughs> but no, but so many people would. Like so many people probably, that's, I'm sure they have such a huge business. I mean, obviously, that's why you went there. Well, even our little group was such a like ragtag motley group because we went, I went with my friend because we were actually, it was of course for a bit for a comedy show where we were going to talk <laughs> about what happened when we stayed in a haunted <laughs> hotel. And our group was like, one guy like wouldn't stop talking about his divorce and he kept offering people beers and it was just like a real assortment of like you're like oh gosh you guys ended up here not like we're not all in the best of circumstances here Wait, how long ago was that mm, maybe like 2019 okay. okay okay oh so right before the pandemic interesting <laughs> yeah. oh my god or maybe 2017 Portal. i might be going too late yeah okay okay yeah. Okay. Either way. Either way. Bad shit. Either way. Either way. And one lady later said she had a little pink pistol in her purse the whole time. Oh, God. She just brought in a case. gun. She just brought a gun. What is she in case she, she had to shoot a ghost? A ghost? <laughs> Guys, I'm going to tell you one thing. I don't think that would work. I don't think it would work. I don't think it would work. I don't think you're just going to make another ghost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh or make that God. ghost angry. Did right. you br- did you bring anything with you, like any protective talismans or anything? I think we bought some crystals before we, yeah, like okay. safe. Yeah, once yeah. we got there, we stopped at a crystal store. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm, I'm conveniently <laughs> located crystal <laughs> store right near the haunted hotel, right across the street. <laughs> because I'm gonna stand up now. Oh, we're all yeah. feeling it. We're all standing up. I do recommend it. It's not bad. Do you do you think you could work at a standing desk, like trying to type on a treadmill like people do? I I kind of look at that and I'm like, oh, maybe there's something to it. But then I don't know. Something about walking and typing. It's just it feels very like oh, I um, could I don't, how do you walk and type? I don't people know. Do people it, right? do it. But yeah. I'm like, I would have to, mm-hmm. I feel like I would have to be walking so slowly that I would like yes. probably forget to walk, probably fall down a couple times and then find out that I'd only walked like 117 steps by the end of the day. <laughs> right? Which is like, that's not worth it. It's not worth it. Just like run around your house a couple oh, times. No. Something about typing or like answering emails and walking on a treadmill, it feels to me like some kind of modern day Greek myth punishment or something mm-hmm. like, like some mm-hmm. sort of, I actually yeah. know exactly what you mean. Yeah. White white collar Sisyphus of just like forever you must pace the earth and answer these <laughs> <laughs> I mean it does kind of feel like that. Although a standing desk I could get behind. Look I'm standing I know. now yeah, guys. Yeah standing desk I think I do like because sometimes it just helps to stretch your legs. Yeah. Yeah. And feel grounded. And feel grounded. And not sucked into portals. <laughs> exactly. The more grounded you are, the less chance you will be sucked into a hell portal. Honey, that's it. The more grounded you are, the less likely you are to be sucked into a hell portal. And that <laughs> is our Oprah lesson for today. That's your next book, Aparna. <laughs> I know. Um, Where you're like, oh, by the way, I am an expert on this. I have avoided hell portals in the past. And yeah. I'm staying grounded. You're Wait, Aparna... Are you on a book tour? I am actually winding down my book tour, but the book tour was mainly like, um, uh, so it came out September 19th. And then it was like the two or three weeks after that were very back-to-back travel hotels and shows. But then, yeah, now I'm kind of slowing down where it's like 
weekends only. And, but do you still travel for, you're so successful now, but I don't know, I don't know all people that I know that do stand up still fucking go out there all the time. Yeah. Well, the thing is I took a long break from stand up while I was writing the book and only now am I starting to like do road dates again. And I'm kind of like, I don't know if, I don't know if I'm built for this anymore. Cause I, like I turned 41 last year, not to say that that's like, you know, some kind of old age at all, but, but I do think I just like in a lot of ways prefer slowing down and like being at yeah. home more. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. The airports have lost their novelty. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's for sure. I think yeah. everyone can agree on that. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, you guys, you really do need to get your book. I mean, get, yeah, get you. Aparna's book. It'll make an amazing <laughs> holiday gift for anyone. Oh, it's a good holiday gift. Oh, yeah, that's true. It so could good. be it could be for the holidays and then yeah, that my next book will be uh for the Halloween holidays. Exactly. Exactly. Before we let you go, we always do ask our guests if they would be willing to share a pivot story with us, like a time in their life where they thought one thing was going to happen and whether by chance or by choice, something very different happened. Mm -hmm. And so we wonder if you have a story to share like that. Yeah, I, um, you know, I feel like in our industry, you get, there's so much rejection you face, whether that's like jobs you don't book or things that don't work out. But like one of one of the early writing jobs I had was writing for Late Night with Seth Meyers. And, you know, it ended up not being a good fit and I, and I got let go. But I do think in your head when you're kind of a young comedian or someone trying to break into the business, you kind of think like, you know, I only have so many chances. And if, if I don't make it work, there's just no room for me. But I feel like getting let go from that job actually ended up leading to a lot of like acting work that I didn't even like really know was a consideration before that. And, you know, some of that is luck and timing, but it it does just go to show that it really is like one failure can open another door or like, yeah, you just never know what's around the corner. And I know that can be annoying advice for someone who's like struggling and doesn't know, you know, when their break is going to come, but it, I guess it just, shows the path is very non-linear. It's a hard thing to hold in the moment, right? The moment of rejection. And it is a thing that like, this is why we fucking talk about it on the podcast. Because when you're in the moment, I've been in the moment of rejection recently. And you're like, you need you need help to see the perspective of like, right, but there's going to be, you'll see in the future. You'll know, we can't know what it is right now. Yeah. And you're allowed to grieve for the thing. Like, that's real. Like, you're a human. You're you're disappointed. You're like, I wish this had worked out or, you know, whatever. You wish circumstances had been different. But yeah, I think you're right. You have to like give yourself space to be like, but, you know, there could be something I just haven't even clocked yet. Right. And it'll become clear to me maybe in a year, maybe in five, maybe on my deathbed. We don't know. <laughs> but I love that. Wait, so like you kind of, did you think that like maybe you were just going to be more sort of like a writer and the acting stuff wouldn't probably, you wouldn't yeah, really pursue like, as heavily? I, think I just always kind of, people are always like, oh, you're a great writer. And like, uh, yeah, the way maybe early on you, you, I at least would kind of like let other people dictate what, what my capabilities were or like what right. I thought I should be doing. And 
And I think just freeing myself of that a little bit and being like, well, if someone's giving you a chance to try something else, just try it and and see how it goes. And not that the self-doubt always goes away, but you are like, oh, if I kind of just operate sometimes more from a like beginner's mind or a blank slate, I I am like more capable of doing things that maybe would be outside my, you know, comfort zone intellectually, where it's like, I don't know how to act. I don't know what I'm doing. That's so interesting, Aparna. I identify with this really strongly. Sometimes you let people tell you how they see you. Yes. And and like get filled in on who you are by that. Totally. Yeah. But a reason not to do that is you were given this job, which is how somebody saw you for a moment yes, and how you saw yourself. And then it turns out that that vision was incorrect anyway. So yeah. like allowing someone to tell you how they see you isn't like it's, it doesn't really lead to anything. It has to come from yourself and what you see for yourself. Yeah. And like my book is a lot about imposter syndrome and which is, you know, a feeling that you don't maybe deserve your success or you don't know what you're doing as compared to other people in your position. And I think just like the farther I've gotten in life, it is like, oh, okay. Most people don't know what they're doing. It's just kind of what do you do with that information going forward? Right. Totally. Right. Most people don't fucking know what they're doing. (laughs) Because the people like most don't know what they're doing are kind of the most in denial about it usually and end up having a lot of power and stuff. And so you're like, why am I then like someone with pretty good intentions and not trying to cause a lot of harm, like, you know, beating myself up over every perceived flaw or shortcoming that may or may not be real. Yeah. And it feels so good to be like a little more grown up and to look at someone that is saying something with such authority and be like, oh my, you do not know what you're talking about. I know. I mean, the fact that it's like, you know, country lines shift along someone's like mommy issues is horrifying. It's fucking wild. Aparna, you are such a delight. I have enjoyed knowing you over the years on social media. I was saying to Busy that you like when I think of when Twitter was fun and a good thing to like do with your time, Mm. I just think so fondly of so many people and you're such a part of that. Same, same with you. I feel like there I feel like I associate you with like the time Twitter was good. Yeah, that's I mean yeah truly. Yeah. Yeah. And your your sense of humor is just so I don't want to say magical because that sounds like I don't know. I just love the way that your brain works and what you get out of something is always so funny to me. A lot of people can write a joke, but where you come from, everything is so uniquely like your perspective that it always surprises me and delights me. And so I'm excited for everyone to get your book because it's like an entire book of you and like you're the thing. So... Thank you. That's so nice. As someone who's so bad at receiving compliments, I was like, you sit here and you take it. (laughs) Oh, good. I'm so glad. I actually could see you grinding your teeth a little. And... But I'm so glad that you were able to make it through that. I did. I survived. And I, yeah, no, I really, really appreciate that. I don't know what happens to me when people are were like, praise me. I think I just feel like, oh, God, it's, what's happening? Like I my mean, brain sort of goes Imposters? Is it like yeah, imposter syndrome? Yeah, I think it's the imposter. I think it's the imposter. <laughs> is it, wait, is it what your book's about? Yeah. Wait okay. a second. Yeah, I think I wrote a book about oh, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Maybe standing up is helpful in taking a compliment. 
Ooh. No, I think it. I think it is. I think it. You know, it's, it. It gives you a little more expansiveness. You're like, yeah. I am. Yeah. You have room for it. Um, yeah. Well, Aparna, we'll let you go back to your planning of your Halloween <laughs> costume. <laughs> Can't wait to see it online. I can't wait. Oh, to, yeah, yeah. To view. I also like that the light is shining. I, I'm really, I, I mean, the audience can't see it, but the light is shining on her busy screen and she looks divine. It's a little, it's, <laughs> I'm giving you, I'm giving angel. you angelic. Well, <laughs> guys, could I could have joined the light team a year ago, but I didn't. It's true. Well, I, I, I survived. Mean, yeah, she survived or, or did she? I don't know, Maybe. unless this is all... I mean, we don't know. Is that... We don't know. Oh, my God, you guys, motherfucker. We'll Jesus never know. Christ. I'll never know. We'll never know. Or maybe we'll know one day. This is... The, Aparna, it's so weird that you came on here and talked about a portal. Yeah. I can't believe it. I And I can't is, believe, Or I, is it? Yeah. <laughs> or is no, it I weird? guess it... I, no. I mean, yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was always destined to happen this way. <laughs> I mean, clearly. Aparna Aparna Nancherla's book is Unreliable Narrator. It's available everywhere. Get it. Get 10 copies of it. (laughs) (laughs) She can't even take us, like, plugging the book without any additional commentary. That was a really cute little noise. (laughs) That was really sweet. They're like, yeah. Don't want to promote willingly. <laughs> Great. But yeah, promote the book. You can promote the fuck out of the book. Yeah. 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 Great. It's um, a great you guys book. Get the book. You're going to love it. We're t- busy and I are telling you, you're going to love it. You don't have to yeah. hear from a partner. Perfect. No. Perfect. Yeah. 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 You're going to get it and you're going to love it. And you're going to give it to a friend. You're going to do it for your book club. It's going to be fantastic. Um, all right. Well, Aparna, have a great Aparna, afternoon. Thank you so much. Thank you so have much for nice doing that. Nice to talk you guys. Nice Thanks, to talk to you, too. Take Bye. care. Bye. Bye. You know, I've talked about it before, and my the PMS stuff is annoying to me. And I thought, why don't I give this mixers a try? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it legit made a difference for me. Well, what I think is kind of wild is that like hormones really do things to you. You know, they really affect they your really, mood. really do. And we act like it's nothing. And we right. also worse act like nothing can be done about it. When the truth is some simple adjustments can be made to make you feel so much better to make it so that like dealing with hormonal fluctuations isn't such a huge deal. And right. mixers is one of those little things that you can just add to your daily routine. It's so simply and you feel a lot better. Like, why wouldn't you do that? It's all natural ingredients. There's no artificial flavors or colors or preservatives. And all the products are gluten-free. They have a bunch of different mixers. (laughs) A bunch of formulas for PMS relief. That one's called Her Time. They have other ones, pre- and postnatal supplements, menopause support, libido boosters for sexual wellness. Mixers has something for every single person listening to this, basically. Just things that will help you balance your hormones and feel a little bit better. Also, and if you don't know which one to order, there's, of course, you know we love it, a quiz. A quiz. You can take a little quiz. 
that will ensure that you get matched with products that are designed for your wellness goals. Guys, why don't you try it? I tried it and I'm very into it. Join the thousands of women who've discovered feel-good freedom through balanced hormones. Head to mixhers.com slash best and use promo code best at the checkout for an additional 10% off your order. Mixhers rarely gives discounts. So 10% off is the best offer you're going to find. Use our promo code best for an additional 10% off at mixhers.com slash best. Give it a try. See if you feel better. Here's when therapy has been helpful to me. 100% of the time that I have been in therapy. (laughs) Well, we're so lucky because this show is sponsored today by BetterHelp. Exactly. And like, here's the deal, guys. I think a lot of people I've heard from people, people that I know. I know I really need to get back into therapy. I like honestly don't know where to start. Like, I kind of can't, like, even deal with trying to find somebody because it just feels like... It's not easy. It's really daunting, especially when you're in a place where you can recognize that you need therapy. Embarking on that journey to find a therapist is, like, the most daunting prospect. Right, which is why I feel like what BetterHelp does is so amazing because if you're thinking of starting therapy, you should just give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, so it's designed to be very convenient and flexible, suited to whatever your schedule is that you need to work around, you know? Right. You fill out, like, a little questionnaire. You get matched with a licensed therapist. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. And it really is such a brilliant way to take the guesswork out of a thing that can feel really overwhelming. And by the way, since it's so easy, thanks to BetterHelp, maybe we can normalize checking out therapy before we get to a place where we feel like we really need it. Yeah. And maybe, by the way, maybe you're in that place right now. Maybe you're in a place where you're like, I don't know if I really need therapy. Like everything seems like it's going pretty well. Maybe now's the perfect time to get in there and like get some skills and some coping. You never know what's going to come up. You just never know. Right. You never know. I'm going to make the bold personal statement. I think everyone could use a little therapy. I 100% back that up. I think that's 100% true. And I think that BetterHelp was sort of (laughs) started on that idea. You know, make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash busy today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash busy. Aparna's delightful. Oh, my God. She's so funny. She's so cute. (laughs) I love her voice. It's such a distinct voice. I hope she does voiceover forever. Me too. Um, Casey. Yes. I may or may not, as of today, basically come back on a dating app. <gasps> I said what? I might do it. I don't know. Because I just was like, Ugh, it's too hard to like, you know, like, how are you going to meet people? Everybody yeah. does that. Everybody does that. Yeah. That's and what so, it is. And I was talking to Emily Beebe and... And then, like, yeah, my friend Shannon and my friend Benj. And they were just like, you just have to, yeah, you just do it. Just try it. 
They're like, you don't have to go out with money. Benj was like, you don't have to go out with anybody if you don't want to. You can just like, you can see, you can chat with people. You can see if you like any, you know, like he's like, there's no pressure. Like somebody asks you to go out and you can be like, you know what? I'm really busy right now. Right. And I'm not able to. Maybe we could have a Zoom. (laughs) You know, somebody was like telling me that that's, they're like, you always do a Zoom first date. Oh, okay. Just to see if you have any chemistry. Or just like, yeah, like you, yeah. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, I mean, I get it. I I think it's, I think it's like the future, you know? And, and going out with someone, especially now, like where you just, the world is so fraught and it takes a tremendous amount of effort to make time to like get to where someone is. And, you know, like I, I think same as, you know, you have a meeting. You just like get half ready, do a Zoom, leave your lower half in your sweatpants or whatever yeah. you're wearing, and you know, you can drink yeah. what you want and you can get out of there and be safe. And yeah, I don't. I don't think that's a bad idea. I don't. I think like I bet some people are like, "Ugh, that's so unromantic and clinical or whatever." But I don't think it's a bad idea. I don't think it's a bad idea either. I think we've, um, like, isn't it weird when you think about, like, the the history of, like, relationships in culture? Like, how quickly we really romanticized everything. But it was really such a short period of time from when, like, back in, you know, our ancestors were, like, having arranged relationships. Like, nothing happened mm-hmm. without the family being totally present and involved. And then, like, in our lifetimes, everything's been free and romantic and you, like, meet someone and it's love at first sight and you have this whirlwind courtship. But now it's, like, you know, a little bit business. Like, you meet on an app, you have a meeting over Zoom and then decide where you want to take it. I mean, I don't know if that'll work for me at all, but, um, (laughs) I mean, I'm going to just say I probably won't. But, uh, you know, but, like, I do feel, I feel, like, a little bit like the idea, you know what? You know what? You know what I think sometimes I have a tendency to do? I mean, because truly, like this is just how my brain works. Like I, my brain moves really, really quickly, you know? Like, yeah. In, and I don't mean that as like a brag. I mean that as like a bitch, slow down. Where did yeah. you go? Like, um, we're not there yet, you know? Uh, and so... I think sort of like anything to like sort of force me to slow down is is good. Yes. Yeah. And I think I was being like uh, specifically to the dating app thing. I think I was being like really reactionary and like I can't do this da, 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 because like I just put in my because I already skipped like a ahead 47 steps that like right. d- haven't happened or don't exist. Right. And so it was it was good to have a friend that was like, you know what, actually, you also just don't have to like even really look at it if you don't want to. Like you don't have there's no, you know. Right. Right. Are you able not to look at it? Yeah. Oh, that's well, good. I mean, I don't know. It just I just reinstalled it. Who knows? I'll tell you next yeah. week. Okay. Okay. It's interesting. I one thing I always want to tell my friends that are like you know, because you're you're definitely not my only single friend. I think a lot of people have similar feelings 
that you do about dating apps, but I always want to say, but it's hard to say it without sounding condescending because I don't mean to sound condescending. And it's easy for me to say as a person like celebrating her 25th wedding anniversary, they are just dating apps. They're not relationship apps. You know what I mean? So all they can do is set up an interface between someone, you and someone you haven't met yet. The relationship part comes later if you're lucky. You know what I mean? Like that's something you have to find out. But I think like you're you're not alone. I think a lot of people, well, you're on there because you want to get to a place, you know, but a lot of people don't want to do the getting to the place part. They're like over it, which I don't blame them for. Yeah, I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know what the answer is for anybody. Like, I don't know. Everything is weird. Yeah. I also think, I don't know if I lived, I don't know if I lived in LA, if I would use a dating app. Yeah. But that's just also because I have so many more people and I like don't know that many people here. I say that a lot, guys. I know. I I know a lot of people, obviously. I fucking know yeah. everyone. I just, like, I feel like I don't... Ha- no, I don't actually have, like, a friend group here, you know? Right. Which is also, right. like, a friend group is really something that exists when you're single. And, right. like, you know. Here's the way the, it, I it think evolves. of it. In L.A., you have a lot of places you would go. A lot of people's places you would go and like feel totally comfortable lying down on their couch and taking a nap if you needed to. But you don't have that in New York. Not yet. I don't have that here. Right. No, I mean, I really only can think of, make definitely take a nap on Michelle's floor, any floor in Michelle's house. Um, I think Jenny Mullen would be like, yes, come take it. But if that's only if she answered, you know what I mean? Like we don't know. We right, don't know what right, would happen there. She has her whole family and her whole life. Yeah. Like her whole life, right? And Jen. Jen, I could, yes. Yeah. But that's, yeah. I mean, that might be it. That might be it. That's a thing. Like a place yeah. where you could feel comfortable enough to like let your guard down yeah. enough. Yeah, to, yeah, And like, if you don't have that, then it doesn't mean you're not good friends with the person. It just means that it's not. Yeah, it literally might just be Michelle's house. <laughs> right. If I'm being honest. Where you can be, yeah. like, completely vulnerable and let yeah, your guard yeah. down and, yeah. like, they won't mind a bit. And, yeah. yeah, that's, for me, that's a real test. Like, would I fall asleep here? Yeah, and there's, like, literally, I can think of, wait, hold on. One, two, three, huh? Huh? Solidly seven houses I would I would feel comfortable enough driving over, walking in and falling asleep on the floor. Exactly. In so. L.A. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's, you know, it's just a different place. I also think like LA obviously is very industry focused and you have so many like entertainment industry colleagues in LA, but New York is much more of a mix. There's a lot of industry people, but then there's other people all around you who like you have no idea what their lives are unless you have a chance to meet them and talk to them. And it's not, it's not easy. Yeah, I mean, no, and I, like, have asked the people that I know to, like, kind of set me up, but, like, there aren't, that's not really happening. I mean, there just aren't that many, right? like, because I don't, because my circle is not that big here. Right, 
Right. And it's like a million things. It's like someone, you know, you might be interested in going out with like another divorced person and that person might live out in the suburbs because they moved out there with their family before they got divorced and now they live in whatever Connecticut because it's near their kids or, you know, you just, it's, it's a very different target, I think, in New York City than it is anywhere else. Yeah, I think that's right. I think that's fair. Yeah. I think that's fair. So anyway, whatever. We'll see. We <laughs> will see. Well, I hope you at least meet some nice people that are, you know, worth talking to. Yeah. Plus, you have that thing that we talked about before. Like, if you, you know, if being demisexual is, like, a thing, then that's, like, a thing that that further complicates meeting people, you know? Because you have to basically, like, fall in love with someone to envision it all. And sometimes that's, like, for other people, I could see that would be putting the cart before the horse. Yeah. I mean, that part is hard, I have to say. Yeah. That's where I'm like, oh, this is, that's why I've always been really bad at like right. dating or what, I'm, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm, sure I'm it not a person. A lot of yeah. And I think that my like, when I try to be very like chill or cool, then it just, Maybe I feel like awkward. It comes off as awkward. Yeah, or, like it's probably not like a hundred percent genuine. Well, it isn't genuine because like yeah. what I want to do, and also like now because of the things that people say. Like I mean, not the things that people say. I mean, TikTok and like diagnosis <laughs> TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. Like I could see how my behavior, if, if I'm into someone, how it would be like considered love bombing. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. But like. That's not, I don't know if I'm wrong about this because I just, I just know what that is from TikTok. Um, Right. But like, I, you know, I've been working really hard not to do that to people because people are like, people don't like that now. And they think it's like the thing that you do to everyone. Right. Which I don't. I only have the inclination when I like really like someone to like, oh, this made me think of you and this is this and this is this and that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but so then trying to not do it, if I do like someone, then I like am going to be withholding and that might be weird too. You guys, I don't know how to do, I don't know if this is going to work out. Guys, I'm well, going to, you know what? Guys, guys, I'm ending this relationship right now. This isn't going to work out for me and it's not you. You're great. We've had so much fun together. I like, honestly, honestly, this has been, and I'm so glad that we got to meet at least and like hang out. You know what I mean? I'm just like, I'm happy for that. And, um... And I got to, I just have to call it, you know, I see, I just have to call it. So <sighs> I think here's what I hope for you. I hope that you meet someone that you can be open enough about this stuff about you, like fairly early on. Cause I think like that's the thing, right? Is you have to be able to show who you are. So even if the person isn't a hundred percent on the same page, I hope they're able to say to you, Oh, I get what you're saying. And I understand that. Here's how I am. Like, do we think we can meet somewhere in the middle? Maybe, you know, and like, and, and like, I promise you, if we work at it, I'll be worth waiting for, 
You know what I mean? I'll be I'll be worth the patience, you know, and worth like building up to something more intense and more real. But I totally get everything you're saying. Like, I don't think it's love bombing. I think because you need to feel an intense overall connection with someone to get to the part that everyone else does so casually on like a second or third date. It doesn't surprise me that you need to feel like an intense thing, like right off the bat. You know what I mean? And then that must freak some people out because they're like, wait, wait, hold up. You know, we're not there yet. And, and it's just like, it'd be so awesome to meet someone that like had their shit together enough to be like, oh, I see where you are and I understand it and respect it, even if I'm not 100% in that place. And so like, let's just like, We'll continue with knowing that, and I'll continue to be respectful and respect how you feel, and I'm not going to yank the rug out from under you. It's really hard. You're not in an easy position. I don't envy. No, I don't envy myself. Anyone trying to do this, um, you know. I know. It's so weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's so weird. And, like, dating apps are tough because... It takes courage to be on one just to begin with. And then, you know, some people are just trash on there, you know, like, and you just don't know what you're going to get. You don't know what you're going to get when you open a message. And it, it's like a little act of courage every time you do it, just because who knows what you're going to get. And even if it doesn't look bad on the surface, like if you have any type of trust issues or whatever, you're like... This seems like a perfectly fine, nice message, but do I trust this person that I don't know? Like, right. do, you know, it's very scary. Yeah. But yeah, I will say that, like, you're so open and you're so great at making wonderful friends. You really are that I think it's not impossible for you to meet someone. It just has to be someone who's like as cool as the people you've become friends with, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You also like information. So I'm sure it's really hard to be like just waiting for something to come along when there is no like due date or... Right. You know? Yeah. No, I love information. Yeah. And I like people telling me information. Yeah. But then apparently that's not something that like guys are that cool like into (laughs) comes it's like too too much for them sometimes it's too much also sometimes i think guys think that they are telling you information when they're really not telling you shit like sometimes my husband who i love so much but sometimes he thinks that he told me something just because he thought it you know and i'm like do you think your thoughts are that powerful that they like penetrated your skull and got into my skull? I guess the answer is yes. (laughs) And that's just when someone flat out doesn't say something. Then there's all the other times when they're trying to say something and you're just speaking two different languages. You're just talking past each other. That happens to us all the time, too. Can I tell you how many times we've had, like, the most insane conversation only to realize that we were both saying the same thing for the past 40 minutes? I mean, by the way, that's my that's Mark and me. But that's like every conversation we've yeah. ever had, unless I'm really, really high and he's sober. Yeah. yeah. And then, and when I realized that, I was like, it is a shame we are already divorced. That I realized 
that when I understand you best, I have to be really high and you have to be sober. I'm like, you're, sto- you're stoned. You live in, a, you're stoned all the time, Mark. That's where you live. And he's like, I, I don't know it. what that means. I get it. And I was it. like, it is that 100% true. But, you know, he also had this thing. He would never smoke weed because he hates it. He metabolizes it really strangely or something. Okay. I don't know. But it's like really just not good for yeah. him. So he's never even been into smoking weed. So I, it was just so interesting it was only a couple months ago, where like, <laughs> I was just like, we we're talking about something and he was like, wait, what's going on? And I was like, oh, I got really high, like on the walk over yeah. here. And he was like, oh, okay, cool. I just didn't know. And then we keep talking and like everything he said made so much sense. And I was like laughing so hard. And also like, it was just like the best conversation we'd had in so long about stuff. And I was like, oh, okay, now okay. I get it. Like I just yeah. needed to be really high to yeah. understand and you needed to be just you, stone cold sober. Oh, that's interesting. But he's like I wonder... stone. I think he's brain. I think he's stoned. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's the way. That's what I came up with. That that's what that means. But I don't think that's right exactly. But he. But maybe a little bit. Like his thought patterns are like a person who's stoned. Yeah. So like the pieces that of. Uh, okay. Okay. Wait. 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 Now I make. Now I'm gonna make this make sense. Um. So, like, the pieces of information that are omitted either through, like, um, you know, physical cues, right? Right. Or faces um, or tone or actual words. Like, whatever he doesn't put in that when I'm sober, I find so infuriating and frustrating and I don't understand what he's trying to say or what and with what tone. Yeah. Like, whatever that is, if I'm really high, I can, like those things can be removed or or opposite whatever that you know what i mean like it yeah, makes sense you can to me. it all makes sense them to me and feel them i like make sense it it makes sense to me when i cuz wait cuz what am i when i'm stoned slowing down you're relaxed yeah slow so yeah mhm 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 interesting so if i'm going too fast because he talks slow. He does talk slow, doesn't he? He does, yeah. And when he's like explaining something, he talks slow, right? Yeah, and he's thoughtful, yeah. But I think really fast. Yeah. Like we already talked about this on the show today. Yeah. And so I'm already, like whatever he's trying to explain to me, I'm already like 17 steps I've lived the thing. It didn't work out. I came back around, da-da-da-da-da. And so then I'm like, what does that and like that's why we could never our communication was so this is interesting guys we really broke through in this couple's (laughs) counseling session today thank you I have it with Matthew and you know he's an ADD guy too Uh, sometimes he'll ask me a question like just any question about any mundane thing like do we need a new screwdriver. And as I'm taking a breath to answer the question, he'll have three more questions. And I'm just like, (laughs) let me just answer the one question. You know what I mean? Like, he has so many questions before I can even provide an answer. And that is like a great source of tension for us too. uh, Because I'm like, well, do you want to know the answer? Or like, what? Like, why so many questions just let or just like let me speak like let me get a chance to speak but i'm so much slower than he is 
talking. See, guys, I think we really, I think we really cracked some codes today. (laughs) (laughs) But I just need to find someone who talks as fast as I think. Maybe, yeah. Or you need to be stoned all the time. Yeah, I need to just slow it down. It is not easy. (sighs) It is not easy. (laughs) Well, I don't know. What are you doing your best at this week? Well, I did not do my best at planning anything for the 25th anniversary, which is supposed to be really important. Um, Oh, yeah. We talked about this a little bit ago. I know. Like, we were going to go on a trip. We were going to do whatever, whatever. But we just didn't. Um, And that kind of sucks. But it's also, like, very emblematic of our entire relationship. It makes sense that we just like prioritized other things over like this one day. So I think we're going to go out to dinner. Um, Like I'm going to tell Josh that I need a two hour break from editing the podcast and we're going to go get some dinner together. Um, But yeah, so I didn't do my best at that. And I really, uh, I don't know. I did I have been wanting to go get like some kind of um strong facial, but yeah. those like one that really has downtime, like one where they're gonna like burn off a couple layers of something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did just think about how now is the time I should do it so that like if I'm all like crusty or whatever, it'll be Halloween and it'll just look like an awesome Halloween costume. Yeah, that sounds great. I mean, th- this great. is the time, right? Do it for to do, this to do my a cousin, chemical peel. Yeah, my cousin Scott, when we were little kids, uh, he was riding his bike down this really steep hill in my town called South Street, where my mom used to live, and uh, he lost control of his bike and went into the road and got hit by a car. It was really scary. He literally had his head wrapped up in bandages like you would see in a movie. And some of it got removed like right before Halloween. And I remember my mom telling me and some other kids that we were like going to a Halloween party. Like, listen, Scott, he he is really banged up and it might look a little scary, you know, when he comes in or whatever. Uh, so just let's all be polite and not make him feel <laughs> so bad. Insane. It just looked like a fucking awesome Halloween costume. That's insane. That's insane. <laughs> so I'm using the Cousin Scott method. I'm, I'm applying that to like a potential facial where I'll just. Well, get, I like, like that. I mean, that's not a. Off. I mean, like that, that's not a facial. That's like a. You got to do like a peel or a, a thing or yeah, like a laser. Like a laser. Something like that. Well, but maybe. I look we'll forward see. to hearing. I got to get on Groupon and see what's cooking. Oh my God. <laughs> that is actually hilarious. <laughs> Um, what are you so wait, doing but what are you best? doing your best at? You didn't really well, say. I figured out that plan that like I could get uh I could get some type of like photo facial or something and just call it call it a Halloween costume. I know. What are we going to do? It's Halloween is like I think people celebrate like this weekend basically, right? Like if you're going to a Halloween party, like we know the the Dos Camino. What's the name of the tequila? The um. Oh, oh my God, um, that everybody drinks. Casamigos? Casamigos. The Casamigos Halloween party will be this weekend. Right. Heidi Klum's going to dress up as something horrifying. on At her party. But her party is always, I think, on actual Halloween, right? Okay. Okay. 
I don't know. I've never been invited. I have not either. Aw, really? Yeah, but I think that's okay. weird. I, mean, I feel like I feel like that's she does it as like a, it's like a big fundraiser thing that she right. does. I think right, right, maybe. Yeah, um, that makes sense. I think that's what I think that's what it is. I mean, by the way, nothing more horrifying than that worm costume still to this day. It was, it was memorable. Like I'm picturing it right now. It was fucking that, terrible. That it was worm. terrible. It was provocative for sure. It was sure. provocative. I mean, definitely art. Definitely <laughs> art. I'm going to just say it. Definitely <laughs> art. Um, oh okay. Gosh. Okay. All right. So that's what you're doing your best at. Yeah. You know. Okay. It's not much, but it's what I got. <sighs> <laughs> what are you doing your best at? Oh, man. I think I'm doing my best at, like, trying to keep everything in perspective, you know? Yeah. Um, there's still, obviously, so much happening in the world that's deeply upsetting and really terrifying. And we have elections coming up soon in a couple places. Yeah. There's, you know, we'll know in November if the Supreme Court's going to hear the abortion pill case. Right. I mean, if that happens, it's going to be, that'll be really upsetting. Um, you know, so there's like globally, like a lot that is difficult. And then, yeah, and then, but trying to keep, like, oh God, trying to hold all things, right? That's like the yeah. only thing that we have to do. We have to try to hold all things. Yeah. And moving through, like, grief stuff still with Kate and then, you know, being confronted with, like, kind of, like, relationship-y type things that, like, come back up that I, were, like, that are kind of unexpected. And then I'm like, okay, I have to, oh, I have to go back through that. Figure that fucking shit out. Okay, again. Um, yeah. But that's okay. Like, I can do that. So trying to keep in perspective like that stuff and not because I think that I do have a tendency from time to time have had it previously, previously on my life, <laughs> um, a tendency to like paint with such a, a wide brush. And so like one thing means another thing means another thing and it all is bad. You know what I mean? Like I make yeah. it like it's it's not even like catastrophizing. It's that I that I sometimes lack the perspective of being able to see that one event or one thing that's happening does not necessarily mean that all of these other things are going to fall as well. You know what I mean? Right. That we're not that I'm not tumbling down the stairs backwards. Right. You know, that right. in fact, it's like I just slipped and like scraped my shoe. Yeah. On one step. And yeah. that's okay. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think. I think that's. So perspective? Perspective. Yeah. And just perspective is interesting because like, I think we think of perspective as being the way that you see something. 
Right. Because you think of perspective like a photograph or a painting or and whether it has good perspective or not. So we're always talking about perspective and it's the way that you see something. But I think where it trips us up is that we need perspective being in something. You know what I mean? Like you're not seeing yes. it. You're, you're in it. You're in the picture that you need perspective on. Right. And to maintain perspective when you're in it means that you have to like widen out. Right. And not let it like all close in, you know? Because right. once right. you once it closes in for me, that's the dark place. And then that's like, that makes it impossible to see the truth to be honest. Right. Because there might be some fucking dark truth in there. Right. But I can't but you can't even really know if if well, if it's your if it's a reliable witness, if it's a right. reliable source, you know? Right. So you have to like sort of widen out, I think. For me, yeah. I have to I should only use I statements, guys. I'm so sorry. I need to sometimes, I need to be able to pull back and pull out. Pull out. That's what she said. Jesus Christ. You guys, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm a child. Don't apologize for a good, that's what she said. Okay, I won't. Sometimes people try to use that's what she said, and it's a egregious misuse of it, but that was a legitimate instance. Of when it should be used. Are you going to do anything for Halloween other than this face peel? <laughs> I think we're just going to hand out candy. I think, you no, know. No, but like any costumes or anything? I don't know. That's a good question. I hadn't really thought of it, but you know I'm like such a last minute person. I do have like a really cute Halloween skirt that is very, like, if I was an elementary school teacher, I would 100% be wearing it to school if that was allowed. Because I think a lot of schools don't allow you to talk about Halloween now. It has to be, like, fall festival or whatever. So I might not be allowed. But it's a really cute skirt with, like, jack-o'-lanterns on it and shit. So I might wear it. That's I know so it cute. Doesn't, it doesn't sound cute the way I'm describing it, but it is very cute. So It maybe, sounds to me, to me, this is what I'm... This is what I'm imagining, like a 1950s type. Yes, thing. that's exactly like a, what it is. Yeah, like um, you know, yeah, I totally like get it. Like vintage. a poodle skirt, it, like a vintage. But it's got like that vintage, um, like sort of like it's like ironic now, but it's like so cute, but yeah. it's still so cute. And it's like it's I like, think they're called like beastle, maybe I don't know. There's like these graphics, like old fashioned Halloween graphics. You'll remember yes, them. I they would always be like cardboard cutouts that would be hung yes, up in your classroom. Of course. Yes, and it was it's like, like and like the cat and the little kid with the witch hat, or exactly. the cat with the witch hat. Exactly. And yeah, no, guys, we know. I, so when I said cute, I wasn't. The, well, that wasn't bullshit. I genuinely <laughs> was like, that's cute. That's like, cute. I love it. That's cute. <gasps> oh my gosh, um, are you dressing up as anything? No, I mean, I have nowhere to go, but uh, if I were to, I just saw the picture of that Hedwig costume, and I'm like, you know what? I just could get the wig. If I could just, I can just go somewhere and get the Hedwig wig yeah. here in New York City. I'm sure I can fucking find a place. Yeah. Um, I could just, I could just do that again because it's such a fucking good costume. But then the other thing I was thinking is that, remember when I was in, San, when we were in San Francisco doing the, um, 
live show. Yeah. And I bought that Pan Am <gasps> stewardess your, outfit because I was like a crazy attendant. person. My flight attendant outfit. So I kind of feel like I should just be a flight attendant, to be honest. That would be No matter great. what. It's so cute. And you'll look so cute. And I could like have luggage with me all night. <laughs> just rolling <laughs> can, a suitcase. You could carry around five other costumes. I think I should just roll a suitcase. Um, no, I don't know. So, like, those are my two ideas. Again, not invited to a fucking party. Um, not yet anyway, guys. I the mean, new year starts tomorrow. So, we're going to find out. You might get some invitations. I don't know. I feel like, again, that's a thing that, like, when I lived in New York, it wasn't a lot of... I always... Worked on TV shows, so we always had to work on Halloween. Nobody ever really dressed up in the office. And then all the creativity was reserved for, like, the host dressing up or whatever. Um, but not every—obviously, David Letterman did not dress up for Halloween, but, like, Rosie. <laughs> Can you imagine? Andy Cohen dressed up for Halloween. Of course, of course. Um, yeah, but uh, all the creativity— in in my experience on Halloween's in New York went toward uh went toward TV show costumes. The Today Show remember when the Today Show like they would wear team costumes? Did they still well, do that? No, I'm pretty sure that yeah, I'm like, remember when? What do you mean? Like it, I know. it's still happening. Ugh. And always- uh Kelly and her husband now. Mark, oh, Kelly and Mark. Kelly, and Mark. Kelly yeah. always does like a crazy thing. She, yes. They always do a pretty good good thing. Yeah. Good one. So I look forward to that, but I don't know. I'm not. I know. But the I, weekend, this is going to be the parties. The parties are, you know. Yeah. They should be, right? They're going to be this weekend. I think so. I don't know. I didn't really get invited to any Halloween anything either. So. Well, guys, listen. Maybe. What's happening with us? What are we what's doing going wrong? On? We're not getting the invites. Wow. Okay. We need to get All on right. some lists. I bet you were probably invited to things in LA. I mean, no. That's but what I'm saying to you is absolutely not. I have not been. Oh However, that's fine. We're you know what? My feelings aren't hurt. <laughs> I have no ego anymore, remember? You Wait, had an no. ego death, yeah. I yeah. had an ego death, right? There's yeah. a, new, a new ego comes tomorrow. Um and with the new year. Guys, happy new year. <laughs> happy new year, everybody. We love you. <gasps> oh, my gosh. And we're sending love to everyone. We know it's still an incredibly rough time. It's still an incredibly rough time. And for every small piece of good news that we hear, there's 10 pieces of horrifying news. Um, and... It's a hard time because what do you even say? I feel like I've tried to say things that make clear the way that I feel about the situation, but also realizing that no matter what I say, it's going to let someone down. So I also have been just trying to do things like in my real life that do something i also feel the same for me like in this moment i don't know it's complicated like i think we've we've talked a lot about it on this on the show in the last couple weeks i was at a thing last night and there were people discussing like 
Israel-Palestine, and I asked one question, but, like, I literally was just listening to what yeah. their experience was and what they were saying. Because I'm yeah. like, this is not, it's not for me. To, I'm just listening. I just want to, I, like, have a question. I have questions, a few questions. But other than that, I'm like, I want to hear. I just want to hear the yeah. experience. Well, I mean, people just fucking want answers, right? You just right. want answers. Right. And who can blame that, them? And right. who can blame anyone? But it's a hard time, period. Yeah. I just want to continue to do, well, like we talked about last week, like about how when you feel full of doubt and afraid for things, like sometimes the best thing you can do is to offer to lend a hand to someone else. And so I just feel like that's where I've been putting my energy and want to continue to put my energy because like at the end of the day if something I did helped someone then you know then that's a productive day that's a day well spent you know um maybe we should have started this conversation earlier well anyway whatever um I am a person of action right yeah so a little bit like for me it's hard because I'm like well, what are the what's the actionable item? Like, right. where is the action? I mean, other than like there are amazing places that I already donate to, and like right. aid organizations, yeah, yeah, aid organizations, Doctors Without Borders, um, World Central Kitchens there in like yeah. Gaza and in Israel, both they're like, yeah, like humanitarian places, right? Yeah. Yeah, beyond that, I'm like, what's the action? What do, you know, is there an action? Because I can't, because it doesn't seem, it doesn't, got to be honest, haven't found one. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, making but the I calls. I don't know, but maybe, but maybe I'm, yeah, like maybe, yeah. It's, maybe I'm wrong. And it, it feels like nothing and it feels like not enough. And like when, you know, someone is coming to you and basically saying like, what have you done? And you're like, I made calls. It it sounds ridiculous. You yeah. know, I it's, donated it's, money and um, made like a call and sent an email. Right. Right. <laughs> cool. So, again, cool. <laughs> huge thanks to our listeners in Israel and Palestine who have like just spoken up about like what they're going through in the middle of all this like just talking about your lived experience is so generous and it's not your job to do that but I know that I've been grateful so I know that everyone's grateful whenever anyone speaks from their experience of what it's like and I'm just glad to be here with you my friend and like talking about shit that's not important for a little while where it's it's not that it's not important it's just in perspective it's just life, you know? Well, that's the thing, right? Like, it, life continues. Yeah. And we have to be able to, like, deal with that as well. Yeah. So, guys, we love you. We love you so much. We will talk to you very soon. Very soon. And um, you do your <laughs> best this week. We love you. Bye. Bye. Oh, no.